Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In a pre-dawn raid, the FBI searched the home of a former Trump DOJ official over his support of Donald Trump's claims in the 2020 election. And man, it just kind of gets crazier and scarier every day. The FBI, the DOJ, they've been issuing more subpoenas. They've been going after Republicans who supported Trump. They've even seized cell phone data from, uh, I believe, somebody out of uh, 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 the GOP chair out of Nevada. Basically, if um, if you were concerned about 2020 and you sided with Trump, looks like the the weight of the DOJ is coming after you. And to me, this seems entirely political. So uh, I don't know. Should I just say it's a political civil war at the very least, watching law enforcement be used against political rivals. In an op-ed for the Washington Post, one writer said, if the purpose of all of this is just to stop Donald Trump from running again, why not just use the power of Congress to do so? As if to imply it is believed among people in media that the only reason they're going after Trump supporters and Trump himself is because they're scared he'll win in 2024. And I think that's basically what they're doing, trying to find any way possible to use the 14th Amendment to stop Trump from winning another term. And that just says to me, like, I mean, it's all right there in front of your face. So regardless of what you think, either you're on the left and you think Trump staged a coup and lost or at which and January 6th. So you must you must be thinking civil war or you support Trump and you're watching the DOJ go after their political rivals. So uh, trying times indeed. We'll talk about all that and uh, a bunch of other stories. The Supreme Court, obviously, this one's really, really big, just struck down a gun control law in New York. So it's a major victory for gun rights advocates. We saw this one coming. Kavanaugh stopping short. He was the he, he wrote in concurrence. Yes, yes, you can keep and bear arms, but you still need to get a permit. And I think that's dumb, but whatever. We'll talk about it. Joining us to discuss all of this is Congressman Troy Nails. Tim, good to be with you. Yeah, do you want to be the rest of you? Absolutely. Thanks for coming. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I represent Texas 22nd Congressional District. I'm a freshman, so I'm the new junior woodchuck on the block. But it's an honor to serve. I'm, I'm a very conservative uh, uh, <clears throat> member of Congress. I joined the Freedom Caucus. But we, we, it's been trying times. You know, we're in the majority, minority up there, and, and uh, it's difficult when you know that uh, for two years you're not getting anything meaningful across the aisle. So mm-hmm. uh, we have our battles each and every day, but uh, I, I keep the faith and, and, and stay after it. Keep you, fighting. You also were a sheriff. I was. Law enforcement for 30 years. I uh, was a sheriff for the past eight years. And uh, it started with my father way back then when. And uh, he was a sheriff, military man, older brother, sheriff as well, military. And then I have a twin brother and I that uh, joined the military as well. And we're both in law enforcement. Uh, it's been an honor. Right on. Thanks for coming. It should be a good conversation. Thank we, also, you. we got Seamus. I'm Seamus Goglin of Freedom Tunes. We just released a new cartoon today about the, the woke Christian Inquisition. I think you guys should check that out. You really enjoy it. <laughs> and if you want to support our cartoons, freedomtunes.com. Become a member for five bucks a month. Get an extra cartoon every week and support the cause. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> just look at you, Jamie. I'm Jamie Kilstein. I like that the first guest 
uh, is a member of Congress, and I'm like, I host a podcast called a F Up's Guide to the Universe, uh, except it's not F Up, it's the one I can't say, but you can get it at jamiekilsteinpodcast.com. I'm also now a pretty large part of uh, Cast Castle on Ooh. YouTube, the vlog over here, and we're doing some really awesome stuff, and it's going to get better and better, so check that out. And uh, this Saturday in New York City at the Beacon Theater, a place that I have dreamed about playing since I was a teenager, uh, a homeless teenage musician. I will be performing stand-up comedy along guests such as Tim Poole, Tulsi Gabbard, Cornell West, and uh, Mr. James O'Keefe himself. Wow, awesome. Tim Poole's going to be there. Yeah, sounds like, sounds like a baby. Show. Oh, and it's run by Minds. You can go to festival.minds.com. Get tickets if you can't afford tickets. Uh, they have a like a program to uh, to hook up uh, my fellow pours. <laughs> I'm also here in the corner pushing buttons. Very excited to have Congressman Nails on the show with us. We'll hear what he has to say about what's going on on the Hill. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work directly in the top right of that page, a little button that says sign up. Click that and you'll get access to exclusive segments from the TimCast IRL podcast Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Uncensored, not particularly family friendly, but good conversations. You'll definitely want to check out the huge library of uh, behind the scenes interviews we have. People like Steve Bannon, Alex Jones, all really good stuff. You'll be supporting our journalists, and we're uh, actually getting started on some documentaries. <clears throat> Those are actually really expensive to do, and so <laughs> with your support as members, we can we can just keep producing more and more and more. But uh, we're going to make the investment into these documentaries. We're going to be talking about gun control, the Federal Reserve. These are expensive. We're going to do them. Hopefully, we launch those. More people see the value in helping support TimCast.com. So check out the website. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's jump into the first story. And let me just get started with two words. Civil war. Uh. Yep, I had to say it because oh everybody was waiting for it. The fire <laughs> emojis are already in the chat. Ooh. Feds search home of Jeffrey Clark, former DOJ official who pushed Trump's false election fraud claims. They say Clark is a former DOJ lawyer who former President Donald Trump sought to install as attorney general in the, day, in the days before the January 6th Capitol riot as top officials refused to go along with his vote fraud claims. It wasn't clear what investigators were seeking at Clark's home, <laughs> but the raid was part of the Justice Department's sweeping investigation into the effort to overturn the 2020 elections, according to sources familiar with the matter. Now, what we're hearing from conservatives and Republicans is that Jeffrey Clark was simply trying to understand and investigate the claims that were being made. On the left, they're saying he's an insurrectionist who is going along with Trump's schemes. I don't think either narrative matters. What matters is the narratives exist. If you're on the left and you're looking at this, you're like, yes, the federal government is going after Trump and his opponents. Certainly then you think Trump's tried staging a coup and we're in the midst of some very serious crisis. Or you're a Trump supporter and you're like, this dude wasn't doing anything wrong. And the weight of the DOJ is crushing down on their political rivals. I, ha I happen to think that the DOJ, the January 6th committee, is just trying to stop Trump from winning. That's my opinion. But either way, it looks like this country is being completely ripped apart. Yep. Uh, you know, I've said it once and I will say it again. In 2016, when there were accusations made that the presidential election was rigged, we investigated the accused. In 2020, when the same accusation was made, we decided to investigate the accuser. Make of that what you want. I just don't like how the left is 
the anti-police state side, quote unquote, the, you know, anti-prison industrial complex. But if it's somebody who we don't know why yet, if we know why and the dude did something wrong, okay, but we don't know why yet. And just to see Democrats blindly be like, yes, queen. And like, so excited that just Trump supporters are being uh, arrested or searched or whatever. I don't love. I would assume that Clark probably knew this was coming. He probably knew it was coming. You look at what the DOJ has done at this sham committee. They've gone after Steve Bannon, Mark Meadows. Anybody even affiliated, associated with Trump, anybody that was texting with him, uh, tweeting with him even days prior, this is all about Trump. This is that sham committee. And and it's an illegitimate committee, quite honestly. And Jeffrey Clark, I'm pretty sure he was subpoenaed and he he, uh, pleaded the fifth. So I wonder if this is retaliation for him refusing to to actually answer those questions. Because you know what the January 6th committee is doing? I'll tell you, anybody who's testified for, for the January 6th committee, you've been played. Huh. You, you watch the videos they're putting out. They're pulling quotes out of context. Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted. It's a non-adversarial committee. There's no cross-examination. So they're just getting people to say whatever they want. They're taking interviews with the Trump sphere and getting them out of context. It's a show trial. It's a sham. And now they're using the weight of the federal government to crush anybody who is supporting Trump. And it's all one-sided because there's no Republicans on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, McCarthy asked me to you? be one of the five, and and I wanted to be. But for your listeners, you need to understand that this is the first time in the history of Congress has a speaker ever rejected a minority leader's picks to be on a select committee. It's never happened before. She didn't like Jim Jordan. She didn't like Jim Banks and some of the others. So uh, we're not on it, but we're doing our own thing. Because I think it's a, I think it's clearly meant to manipulate people who don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. So they go, it's a bipartisan committee because we have. Because we got actual, Liz Cheney. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you know what I love? Uh. I feel like if we're talking about actual political arguments, the real factions are libertarians and conservatives. Because yeah. liberals are just saying whatever random crazy nonsense. It, like, I just don't even understand. They're like, Liz Cheney's great. I'm like, what? Yeah. You hated the well, Cheneys. Look, Where are you, what? No one in the Cheney family has ever gotten us like hyped up on fears of terrorism or anything no, like never. that to yeah. strip people of their that civil liberties. I, I don't think we have anything to worry about here. Wow. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've been watching the hearings in, in, in Liz, uh, the first hearing, 20 minutes, pretty sleepy. Uh, she must have a serious crush on Trump because she mentioned his name over and over and over again. Why? But, but truly, I think what it is, she despises him. She thinks about him when he, she wakes up and, and, and when she goes to sleep, she's thinking about, cause she despises him. Everybody on that committee, they hate him. And I believe, uh, Tim, you're absolutely right. This is about Trump in 2024. There's no other reason for this. Yeah, of course, I can't talk about inflation and gas. So it's all about January 6th. And I think it's having, a, 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 sadly, a little bit of an impact. And maybe that's why you're seeing DeSantis numbers improve a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you, I like DeSantis though. I'm not saying he's not a good guy. I'm yeah. just saying that I think that as they, as they continue to do this, it's all one-sided. Uh, and you keep it on, keep it on. I was watching MSLSD the other day and, and, <laughs> and CNN. And that's all you saw. Trump, Trump, mm-hmm. Trump's name on it. So they're trying it's, to convince it's, it's, the American people. It's like they think he's still president or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. It's been two years, man. Go that's home. Blue it on, bro. I know. Yeah. That's, that's the, they yeah. think he's secretly still the president. I got to say, I agree with you. And, you would, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because like you said, it is having something of an effect, but if it wasn't, you'd almost just call it a, a weird group therapy session. They're all just getting together to vent about how much they didn't like Trump and he was bad. It just seems like a very emotionally satisfying thing for them rather than something serious people are in, engaging in for good reasons. They're just all trauma bonding. Yeah. 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 Really? This is, uh, so, uh, Robert Barnes was on, he was saying he doesn't think they're going to actually criminally charge Trump or mm-hmm. even do a criminal referral because if they do, then it's, then it's Ron DeSantis. But what they want to do is demonize Trump enough 
to where they'll have something to campaign on. So come 2024, Trump comes out and he's like, you know, I'm going to be running again. And then they're going to be like, remember all of that crazy stuff we showed you in the FBI? Oh, don't vote for that guy. Mm-hmm. He's he, Oh, it's the end of days. That's what they want. Ronda, if, if, it's, if, it's Russiagate 2.0. Right. Exactly. That I wanted to ask you about that, which is, do you think your constituents – because when I go on Twitter and, you know, the people I follow are – a lot of them are famous Hollywood people or people on the left still and even and my people on the right, like everyone's kind of talking about it. Do real people care about this or do real people just want to talk about the economy? Like are there working poor constituents who are coming up to you talking about January 6th? Like is it an issue that affects real people right now? I think the, I think when the, uh, the people they talked about it, they said there's very few people watching this stuff. Listen, they cannot talk about inflation. They can't talk about gas prices. But the mom and dad and everybody else that's paying five bucks for fuel, that's what has, that's what's on their mind. The food, all of it, the inflation, eight and a half percent. So what else are the Democrats going to play? I mean, this is, I mean, really, quite honestly, they're, Pretty clever about this. Right. Let's just talk about January 6th because we can just beat Trump every day. Beat him, beat him, beat him, beat him because they don't want him coming back in 2024. Now, I hope he comes back because I think he'll be the 47th president if he comes back. He uh, will be but lost. Could you imagine? I, could you, I, I, I do. Could I believe you, he's coming back. Could you just imagine like being at a gas station and then all of a sudden you hear someone just yell out in anger like, God, son of a rat. And you're like, oh, man, you must have saw the gas prices. And you walk over. Gas prices? No, no. I'm watching the January 6th hearing. And <laughs> it's like, that Viking guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Shaman. Yeah. The, the, I, you I came just, so close to losing it all that day. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is so hysterical, the entire narrative. He's the sitting president of the United States at this point, has complete control over the military, right? He's the commander-in-chief. And his attempt at an insurrection is to, like, vaguely dog whistle that people enter a building <laughs> without weapons. Yeah, basically. If anything, we learned he's really bad at insurrection. (laughs) So we should all feel, we should all feel safer for a third term. Like, yo, homeboy tried it and he was not good at it. Second, second term, second, Uh, second. second. You know, they're pretty clever too because they, they, they show the worst few minutes of footage and they'll show law enforcement officers get hurt and there's not a law enforcement officer across the country that, that would support any law enforcement officer getting hurt. No. And if you assaulted a law enforcement officer that day, go to prison, not jail, go to prison, lock them up and I think we would all agree with that. Yes. But I tell you something, when, uh, I give tours of that Capitol today and I gave it last week and when you go through that beautiful statutory hall, if the individuals inside that building wanted to destroy that building, they could have. There's monuments everywhere. There's paintings. They could have destroyed it, but they chose not to because most of the people inside that building didn't do anything wrong. They were there. They shouldn't have been there, but they, in quite honestly, well, they shouldn't have done. They didn't do anything wrong. One guy got acquitted of all charges. Rightfully yeah. so. A video showing the cop waving yeah. him in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's true. I mean, there's nuance, right? You did have people mm-hmm. on one side of the building who were rioting, mm-hmm. who broke the doors down. On the other side of the building, the police removed the barriers, opened the doors, waved people in. Yeah. Those people didn't do anything wrong. The people who broke in and were causing problems did. One one guy tried claiming that he was let in, and there's a video of him climbing through a broken window, and they're like, nah, yeah. nice I don't think so. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, why would they just leave the window open? No, like, uh, he was a dumb there, one. There was a pie on yeah, the window, so like, go there. Like, they texted me, said, smell for the pie, then punch with, cover your fist with a bandana, punch it. I, I wouldn't know if they're going to charge the dog. I mean, uh, Triumph the dog now with unlawful. Oh, that's, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. No one charges Triumph the my dog. My point is, like, even, even when you look at the people who did break the law, who should be prosecuted, 
it still wasn't an insurrection. No, it wasn't. Well, and this was kind of, maybe this is a stretch, Tim, but this was, you know, Occupy is you had normal people marching peacefully, which is our right to do, and then you had people destroying property, and those are very, those are two very different groups of people. Of course. Well, with January 6th, it is fair to point out, this is the Capitol building, and there was a, an effort to count the electoral votes. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it, it's bad that gets disrupted. That that puts it on a special level. But yes. it was a riot. It was a mm-hmm. riot, and a re- it was a really, really bad one. <laughs> and 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 there's and 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 there's questions about security and and how we should be handling this. But the funny thing is, uh, on January twentieth, twenty seventeen, hundreds of black clad far leftists romped through D.C., smashing windows and setting fires, attacking people, and they were all arrested. And they were almost all of them were acquitted, except for the people who actually pleaded guilty because they didn't immediately yeah. they made a mistake. Yeah, a bunch of people just said, "I'm not, no matter what, not guilty." And then the, uh, the progressive lawyers and legal apparatus were able to get these people out. Lawsuits were filed and the city ended up having to pay the people they arrested, some of them. And, uh, one of them I think was a journalist. So it, it's funny when, when the far left rampages through DC during Trump's inauguration, the government doesn't care. But when you come to the government's house, all of a sudden they're going to put the boot on you. It shows you who they're really willing to protect. It's not you, it's them. But only sometimes when you go to the government's house, right? Because we cannot forget the 529. 529. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, where they, they surrounded Troy, the, you know, the White you know, House. You know about 1500, the five... uh, what was it? 1500, uh, federal agents? No, no, 150. I'm yeah. sorry, 50. Yeah, yeah, 150. <laughs> I, I exaggerate. Look, I'm turning 150 to million. 100. <laughs> but yeah, 150, uh, federal agents were, Injured, they surrounded the White House. The president literally had to retreat into a bunker. Mm-hmm. And what was the response? Bunker. Laughter. Yeah. People were laughing yeah. at the are, president. Are, are, it was are, a meme. Is, uh, is, do the Republicans have a plan on holding a 529 uh, commission, select no. committee? To, I, I, uh, I don't believe so. Oh. <laughs> no. Well, so, but you know about 529. No, go ahead. I don't. The, uh, thousands of far leftists tr- ripped down the barricades in front of the White House, yeah, tried, tried, to tried, tried tearing the fence down, set, set fire to a White House guard post, set yeah. fire to St. John's Church. The president was ushered into an emergency bunker out of fear for his safety. And uh, journalists were injured. 150 officers got injured throughout the protests. There is a there is a photo from, from an aerial photo of D.C. showing fires all over the city. It was it was so much worse than January 6th. But I got to tell you, man, Troy, you see, I think the issue is the Democrats, they play offense. They hold these committees. Republicans don't do it. Why don't why don't Republicans announce a select committee on on five twenty nine and start bringing in people, filing subpoenas? I think what you're going to see is once uh, we take over and we will take over the House in January. There's no question about it. And I, I think Leader McCarthy has stated that he's going to uh, obviously uh, form some select committees. I think we'll be looking in the Hunter's laptop and and uh, COVID issues, uh, Afghanistan, that dismal withdrawal, and and, and the, obviously the southern border, fentanyl. So I think there's going to be some committees established. I think the judiciary and and uh, Oversight and government reform are going to be very, very busy uh, for the next two years just looking at some of these things. But as it relates to the 529, I, I'm not certain. 
but I, I, you know, it, it's sad. I mean, January 6th was a difficult day. I was one of the last guys there, uh, you know, uh, protecting that chamber, having actual conversations with the individuals on the other side. So uh, it's just a sad day. And I think the American people look at that. It was a black eye on America. I mean, we got to be clear. It was a black eye, but it, it, it was not Donald Trump that brought those people inside that building. I got, a, I got a tough question for you. Yeah. Will you support the impeachment of Joe Biden after the Republicans take over the House, without question. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, without you. question, I thought it was going to be a hard one. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't be. And, and it wouldn't just that was be the, him. Fact, the easiest it question. Yeah, yeah. That's like the easiest hey, question you could ask them. No, Mayorkas needs to go. You need to get rid oh, of gosh, some of these yeah. others, dude. Because I, I've been down to the southern border. I mean, I go deflect down to the southern border, but I've been down there. Mayorkas telling the American people the southern border is closed. No, it's not. I'm down here in the water with Griff Jenkins from Fox News, and there's people walking right across. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me, and, and don't stop lying to the American people. I. There, uh, uh, sorry, I, I think he should be impeached over Ukraine. I think you guys need to launch an investigation into those dealings. It's remarkable how Donald Trump got impeached over. Uh, well, he was impeached over Ukraine Gate, I believe. Right? That was that was one. Yeah, of the, well, the phone call with For Zelensky. Looking right, into okay. what Biden was doing, and it yeah, was it yeah. was the, uh, it was clever. The the Democratic establishment and obviously the, the neocon Republicans who work with them. Yeah. We're able to take what Joe Biden did, stick it to Trump, and use it to impeach him. They said Donald Trump engaged in a quid pro quo with the president of Ukraine. When what actually happened was, in my opinion, when you listen, when you when you see the transcript and you hear about what Trump was saying, it sounds like Trump didn't really know what, what was going on. It sounds like Trump watched Fox News and mm-hmm. then saw some video where Joe Biden's like, I said, you're not getting a loan guarantee, a billion dollars, unless you fire the prosecutor. Well, SOB, guy gets fired. And then Trump's like, what's going on? And then he calls him and he's like, what was that video? <laughs> but but for real, look at the transcript. He's like, what was that video about? And he's like, look into it. And that was it. And they were like, mm-hmm. impeach him. Why? Joe Biden went to Ukraine when the U.S. government approved a billion dollars in loan guarantees. He told Ukraine and bragged about it, by the way. If you don't fire the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, I will block these loans. And the president of Ukraine told Joe Biden, you can't do that. You don't have the authority. And Biden said, call the president, see what he says. The man admitted to having no authority to to a quid pro quo, gloated about it, laughed in a room full of people. Turns out Victor Shokin had uh, a dozen plus investigations into Burisma, where Hunter Biden sat on the board getting $83,000 per month. Now, I'm not accusing... Joe Biden of having done that for the purpose of protecting his son. I'm saying it just so happens the prosecutor was investigating a company his son worked at, made a lot of money from. Here's the best part. According to Hunter Biden's laptop, they shared bank accounts. So that means the money that was coming into Hunter Biden, Joe Biden had access to. They also shared phone numbers. I look at that and I'm just like, how do we not have an investigation at the various, I'm not saying Joe Biden's guilty. I'm saying that's beyond probable cause to yeah. be like, maybe we should investigate what happened here. I'm just realizing me and my father are not as close as we should be. That, <laughs> yeah, sounds, right. that sounds awesome. <laughs> right. good. But this, I mean, and that's exactly why the media covered it up, right? And that's exactly why it was suppressed by all the major social media companies. We, we, yeah. we've, we've had other, uh, Republican prospects. You know, I've asked about this. I'm like, well, you know, when it comes to impeachment, we're going to need this, that. You're just yeah. like, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I really table. appreciated I that, actually. I, no issues with that at all. Hey, can I? But sh- quite honestly, we got to wait till. I mean, I really want him to be the Democrat nominee in 2020. <laughs> I know. I was just going to say, I was going to say, no, we, we need Sleepy Joe to be there. Yeah. Uh, I saw you try to run and pick him up when he fell off his bike. Just like, come on, buddy. You got this. You got this. <laughs> yeah. Can I? Uh, I just want to backtrack to January 6th because I actually think it's really interesting and I've Obviously, I've never talked to anyone who was there where you're a Republican, so you're on the side of a lot of the people who are there. You're from law enforcement, 
So you have to gauge and assess threats and protect people. Um, I, I assume even when you are not wearing that badge, you still take that um, very seriously. What in God's name was your mindset during that? Like what, what, what were you thinking? What was the mentality? Did you really feel threatened? Were you in law enforcement mode? Were you in like, what is this political, you know, did you take it lightly? What was going on through your head? uh, Great question, JB. It was COVID. So it's not like they were all 435 of us on the floor. There were many up in the, up in the, in the gallery area as well. And I was there back towards the center on the right side and the center. And we were going through the objectors uh, of Arizona. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's no televisions on the house floor. They've got some in the cloakrooms in the back. But then all of a sudden, I started getting some text messages and stuff from family and friends. And then all of a sudden, I saw a bunch of Capitol Police rush in, uniform, non-uniform. And then one guy said, the Capitol's been breached. Capitol's been breached. We're locked in. We're not going anywhere. So I'm back at the back there, and they're, they're trying to get members out. And then all of a sudden, they started banging on those center doors. So if you see pictures of me in that blue shirt, I'm that guy in that blue shirt. You're uh, like, this is White House and, down. It's happening. And, 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 and then all of a sudden, they, they broke the windows. They broke oh, the windows. Wow. And then it got a little bit ugly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And did you know who at this point? Were you in just defensive mode? Were you trying to figure it out? No, I didn't know. I mean, I, I, all I did do know is that, that, that some others put some furniture in front of those doors to make sure that they wouldn't get through. Yeah. Uh, they broke the windows and then I was eyeballing a kid on the other side, a young man. And, yeah. and then I started having a little conversation with him because you see in all these pictures, these Capitol Police officers have their guns drawn. Right. And, and so I, I thought, oh, we cannot have this. I mean, people are going to get shot if we're not careful. So my job, my law enforcement background, trying to defuse the yeah, situation. Go, yeah. And we did it. And, 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 and nobody entered, uh, the Capitol Police said, you got to get off the house floor. I said, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving my brothers and sisters in blue. That's so awesome. I stayed there till the end. Cool. Good wow. for you. That's not, it. Not, not worried about, I mean, were you worried at all about your safety? Like, no. Your life? No, my wife's a little upset, but there's the picture. Remember Whoa. that guy in the blue shirt? Yeah. Yeah. You see wow. that guy? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, me and uh, the congressman almost had a wrestling match they downstairs did. before the show, and I was like, I trust this guy can handle himself. We spotted each other's cauliflower ear. You saw my ear, Jamie. You I said, I, I I, you backed off right I spot, away. I spotted the threat before you spotted my ears, and then you were like, oh, boy, and then we became friends. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, this is, uh, this is it. it, right? Yes, oh, yeah, sir. Yeah, hey, look at that. That's me. My wife wow. said, God, baby, I didn't know you were that receding that much at ball. <laughs> but no, we were, I tell you, I, I applaud the Capitol Police officers. They're with me, though. I mean, they did a good job. They maintained composure. They did not fire when that glass mm. was broken. And initially, we thought it was gunfire because I'm, I'm ducked on. Oh, and, wow. and then immediately within seconds, there was another guy who said, I don't think that was gunfire because it had hit me. I mean, well, it, it I wouldn't be here today. Wow. One officer did fire. Yeah. Well, and that was about probably 10, 15 minutes after that photo. Yeah. Um, and that was off my back right shoulder in the, in the speaker's lobby. And that was Lieutenant uh, Bird. And I have been a very vocal critic of that shooting. I've, I've had officers shot and killed and, and, uh, I've had officers shoot and kill people. Uh, so I know a little bit about, uh, you know, self-defense and, and use of force. And, and he, he should have been charged with that. He never went to a grand jury. Mm. Ashley Babbitt was murdered on our nation's capital on January 6th. Mm. Will there be an effort on the, do you believe on the part of Republicans or yourself to, to investigate or to, to get uh, an indictment or anything like that? Well, I would like to. I think we need to continue to talk about it, but I don't think there's going to be uh, a lot of energy. Uh, to move down that path. I've been one of maybe two or three or four uh, in, in the House that has actually addressed this issue. We we tend to like the Freedom Caucus. You know, you look at uh, uh, right now with most Republicans, and it's like they just want to get by. 
They want to. They want to. They want to do the bare minimum. Just get by. Get through the next day. They'll forget about it when they forget about it. Right now, one of the big issues that's really got me fired up is. Uh, so I, I'm a resident of West Virginia. That's where I officially live. And uh, Shelley Moore Capito, the senator Republican, is signed on to this uh, gun control legislation. And she's a Republican in West Virginia, second most Trump supporting state in the country. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm I'm a little bit upset about that. And that's the problem. We had uh, we have 14 Republicans in the Senate supporting this ridiculous bill. So, uh, coming to the the aid of Democrats who want to strip our, strip us of our rights. You know what bothers me is we never see the inverse. We never see Democrats being forced to negotiate with Republicans on easing gun gun uh, gun restrictions and, and bringing about mm-hmm. gun access. So that really you know I don't know that, that irks well, yeah. me. I mean re- Republicans are expected to hold the line and compromise a little bit and then hold the line at its new position. Whenever a Republican actually tries to bring things back to the way they used to be or conserve, as conservatives are supposed to, they're called an extremist or a radical. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts on the, well, on the gun stuff? Y- you're right. There are 14 senators and, and one of our senators. We have two, obviously, uh, from Texas, uh, John Cornyn and Ted Cruz. And I know that uh, John Cornyn, I think McConnell asked him to kind of help lead that effort and try to find some unity or compromise uh, uh, with, the, with the other side. And one of the Democrats had to compromise. Yeah, well, I'm just letting you know that uh, Cornyn, we had a... Uh, our big state convention was last week, and Senator Cornyn spoke at it, and they booed him pretty mm-hmm. much right out of the yeah, room. So I think he's he's having a difficult time right now. I mean, uh, they're liars. Uh, yeah. uh, Shelley uh, Capito said that uh, we, we this is not about red flag laws. We won't allow that. The bills literally got a whole section on red flag laws yeah. and funding it. They just they're, they're just, just spitting in our faces and then telling us it's raining. What do you think? Um, and I'm asking all of these serious questions, maybe because I'm surrounded by Ian's crystals and I'm trying to bring <laughs> unity uh, to the country. But what are your thoughts on – I feel like Democrats and Republicans, they never come together to talk about, hey, how can we together help with these shootings, these mass shootings? Or what can we do to prevent them? Or what are better law enforcement tactics? Obviously, we just saw a complete disaster happen in Texas. And what ends up happening is it becomes, we want to take all your guns, don't take my guns. And we stop talking about people's (laughs) safety, right? And so you, again, coming from law enforcement, I feel like whenever Republicans on the news are asked about what we should do, we're not, they don't really get asked about tactics. They just have to automatically be on their heels and defend, you know, the Second Amendment, essentially. So do you see any sort of compromise or what would you do with your experience um, about the shootings while maintaining the second amendment? Like, are, is there anything you think needs to change when it comes to gun control, gun legislation, or do you think it's more a mental health thing, et cetera, et cetera? I think, I think mental illness is a, is a serious issue in our country. Uh, quite honestly, just look at everything you see on television today. It seems to be a little bit weird. But uh, nobody wants to see what took place in Uvalde. Nobody. Right. We, we all hurt. If you have children, you, it's it's painful to watch it. I don't even quite honestly like even talking about it. Yeah. But when you talk about these red flag laws, and if you look at, there's 19 states, I believe, that have red flag laws in our country. And some of those states are Illinois and, and, and New York and here in District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. And they have those red flag laws. And they're very, they're some of the most strict gun laws you can have in the country. It talks about waiting periods and, and keep, keeping guns out of the mentally ill and domestic abusers and even talking about private sales uh, transactions, 72-hour waiting periods. So they're all there, limits on how you could buy
ammo, and they have some of the highest crime in the country. Right. So I, I'm saying if, if Chicago, uh, listen, Gore, Lightfoot, whatever her name is, if you can find a way to solve reason. the problems, I mean, people are killing each other, but nobody's talking about the people being killed in Chicago. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I actually I actually do have a very simple proposal that uh, will maintain the Second Amendment rights and uh, reduce these shootings. Promote fathers in the home. Hey. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. That's yeah. literally the answer. That's it. The, the profile of most of these mass shooters, it's no fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. Uh that's that's like a huge issue. Crime outside of the mass shooting incidents, you look at crime in Chicago, for instance. It's a lack of a father in the home. So we we need to encourage at the very least two parent homes. We need we need dads. We need moms. I mean, what's so frustrating hearing both of you guys is that you know when I lived in the very rugged neighborhood of Park Slope, Brooklyn, I you know all of my friends had never shot a gun. We're all very vocal. Anti-gun, anti-gun. Anytime there was a shooting, we would essentially just assume any Republican would rather, oh, play with their toy guns than like save children's lives because we didn't know anyone. We never shot a gun. And then I moved to Texas and my friends were like, hey man, you want to shoot a gun? And I was like, this is awesome. And, but I actually started asking questions to Green Berets, to Navy SEALs, to firearms instructors. And, I'm 40 years old and it was the first time in my life and I had a political talk show. It was my job and it was the first time in my life I even heard statistics like, hey, it's not that we're against these laws. If these laws worked, maybe we would talk about these laws. But I'm literally just learning for the first time that like, nah, man, they don't even work. And in fact, some of the places that are the most heavily armed are the safest. let's, Let's jump to the story. This is huge news. From TimCast.com, SCOTUS strikes down New York State's proper cause gun control law. Justice Thomas says Second and Fourteenth Second and Fourteenth Amendments protect an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. That's an amazing statement. Yes. And the reason I uh, um, I wanted to jump into this story too is we're, we're getting into the gun control conversation. Yeah. One of the statements made by Alito was that the 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 uh, argument from the gun control side was that these laws are needed to prevent mass shootings. And he said, one of those happened in New York where you have this law. It did not do anything. That's the most frustrating thing to me. 
is that you get a lot of these, uh, uh, these, these gun control people argue for things that already exist. I had someone just sent to me a law, an article and it was like, these laws could, could end gun violence. And it was like four things that are already in place. Banning assault rifles is like, that, are, did, did you Google this before you write, wrote it or shared it? Right. Well, and that was the reason I even asked the congressman is because you're literally seeing people on the left just accuse, if you're not pro-gun control, that you just are cool with murder instead of asking people with experience with firearms, hey, what do you, as someone who has more experience than me, who's never touched a gun, what do you actually think we should do? Yeah, I, I I tell you what, I the laws are there. The laws are on the books. They just need to be enforced. You know, in Texas now, we have a constitutional carry. So you don't have to go out and get an LTC. You don't have to go out and get a license. It's a constitutional carry. So people are carrying guns. And, and I tell you what, the crime in, in, in Houston is out of control, and people are starting to carry more guns. You're seeing, up, you know, sales increasing guns because if people can't count on their government – to keep them safe. George Soros has is gone out there and, and all these DAs are in these offices now across our country and they're leaving these criminals out. So these people, I think the American people are starting to carry more weapons because they say, I can't count on my government to keep me safe. I have to keep myself safe yeah. and my family. And I can't blame them because it's out of control. Our cities are burning, gentlemen. Now is they're that burning. is that working? Are the are the places with more people carrying, do they become safer because of that sort of fear tactic of Oeda? I'll tell you this, when I started moving when I finally moved to southern states i certainly don't honk my horn as much when i'm cut off because i'm like nah, i don't yeah, know what that yeah. guy's carrying i understand and that's not the the point it's a, better to have it not need it need it not have it but i i'm just saying that criminals would have to kind of pause a little bit and take a second thing hey am i going to pull a gun on that guy because he may have one right. so let's, so let's let's talk a bit about this uh this this ruling uh we can thank brett kavanaugh for not uh, for blocking constitutional carry nationwide. Shocking. He said basically that this does not impact the existing permitting rules in 43 states. That means if you're in a state that requires a permit for concealed carry, well, they did not touch that. Come on, Kavanaugh, you should have come out and been like the government that the government requiring permission for you to bear arms is an infringement upon your right to bear arms. However, he's of the opinion the government can not stop you from having it, but they can be forced to grant permission, which in my opinion makes no sense because if they can deny you a permit for any reason, then Mm -hmm. government permission as a requirement infringes upon your rights. But this does mean that it's likely going to impact Maryland, New Jersey. It's going to, obviously it's New York, California, Hawaii, and the District of Columbia. So this means in all likelihood, these states will now have to actually give you a permit. It's already prohibitively it's restrictive in terms of what you need to do to apply for one. So while this is a good ruling, the problem is Maryland is not going to, so here's how it works. Maryland, New York, New Jersey, they say, okay, you felt the forms, you got the training. Why do you need the weapon? Mm-hmm. And this is what the Supreme Court struck down. You can't ask that. You can tell them here's the requirements and then you got to give them the permit because these states were just saying why you need a legitimate reason for this. And no matter what you said, they went, nope. One of the plaintiffs said, he needed a weapon because of a string of violent robberies in his area and he needed to protect himself. And they said, no. I'm like, what more could you ask for? If you're famous, if you're rich, some of these states will give them to you. But New Jersey, New York still don't, even if you're rich and famous. I got rejected and I just said revenge. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not a good reason. Not yeah, a good nope. one. Not a good I, I once saw a guy in Walmart trying to buy a gun and he was openly talking about how he wanted to get revenge on someone. No, really? Yeah, and then he got escorted out by the police. They wouldn't sell it to him. Well, that's good. But uh, yeah. so, so basically what's happening now is it, the next moves, in my opinion, it's a, it's a good victory. It's tremendous. 
But what's likely going to happen is that New Jersey and New York will just create very restrictive permitting practices. That, yeah. That's what that's what they were doing. And then they're going to say, we can't ask you for why you need it, but we can ask you to undergo a three-month psychiatric evaluation. Mm-hmm. So once again, they jam you up. Then someone's going to have to sue. And this took seven years to get through. Seven mm-hmm. years. Yeah, you know, I've made it very clear that I will not be supporting this legislation coming through the Senate. And it, it's just, it, it's very difficult. Uh, you think that all the laws that are out there, if you think creating more laws are going to keep the criminals from carrying weapons, they don't care. They don't care about your Supreme Court. They don't care about the chief of police or any laws. They're going to continue to carry these weapons. They're going to continue to, to, to hurt and harm the American people, the, the people that are out there doing good things. The criminals have the guns and they're not giving them up. Now, now, now hold on. You were a sheriff for 30 years or you were in law enforcement? I was a sheriff for eight in law enforcement eight. 30. Law enforcement 30s. So this is in Texas, I'd imagine, right? That's right. So uh, you mean to tell me that, you know, so one, constitutional carry is relatively new, but you actually encountered people who defied the law and carried weapons? Imagine that. But that doesn't make sense. Did they Wait, wait, wait. wait. This can't be true. It was illegal. (laughs) It was like, little Johnny, little Johnny, do you know you're a convicted felon? Yes, sir. Uh, Do you know you can't carry a gun? Yes, sir. Yeah. Did they read well, the sign? They do yeah. not they care. Did they read the sign? The little Johnny doesn't care. Little Johnny doesn't care. And and, and you wonder. We had shootings here in, in Washington D.C. here last week. And there was a 15 year old, and he had a gun. And then there was one a couple weeks prior to that. He was 15 year old, had a girlfriend, 15 years old girlfriend, eight months pregnant. He had a gun, and I'm oh, thinking to yeah. myself, you want to talk about the the breakdown of the family, mm. right? The, the 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 fatherless. There's no fathers in their lives, and and it's just causing problems so that's what it is a, 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 a major issue with shootings yeah. is that people don't have dads mm-hmm. and the, the problem is when you try and bring that up to the left they they don't understand i shouldn't say the left I've, i always do that leftists they actually like guns it's liberals it's these urban liberal types they they can't think beyond single layer issues yeah. they think someone got shot therefore get the gun away and it's like but you need to understand the person who had the gun had it illegally already your new laws won't change. So in Chicago, for instance, they're like, well, it's not Chicago's fault they're doing the shootings. They're getting the guns from Indiana. And it's like, what more law could you put in Illinois if you've already got them? Don't you get it? Yeah. You will ban all the guns everywhere. They say they don't want to ban guns, but then they have, that's the only argument. They we'll have destroy to make. Indiana. Well, did you see the story yesterday? The big beautiful wall. Did you see the story yesterday? A guy walks into a, a, one of the stores with a gun to rob the store, well, that's and not the legal. clerk, that's the not clerk legal. had a gun and shot and killed him. Right. And the siblings of the robber, they were outraged on the news. They're actually on the news. The sister was saying, "This is ridiculous. I know he went in and robbed them, but but he shouldn't have been shot. He was pointing a gun at the clerk. The clerk had a gun." And shot and kill this guy Whoa. so yeah. this is the type of story years ago um i, I just want to make one point really quickly about this this is one of the really interesting and obvious flaws with the left is they want to be really 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 harsh on potential crime which is to say going after people who haven't done anything wrong because there's a potential that they might and then when someone actually commits a crime they want to be really lenient about it there, do you see the uh, the story of the woman in the cell phone store? And the guy walks in, oh, and, yeah. and, he, and she goes, hi, can I help you? He goes, yeah, yeah, do you have a... 
boom, and just starts mercilessly beating her for no reason. Yeah. And and these are the people they will say, these are the people who they will say, uh, you know, should be able to walk without bail. And, you know, it's so cruel that the criminal justice system doesn't give them a second shot. But then when it comes to law-abiding citizens, they talk about restricting our freedom so that crime won't occur. It's so backwards. Remember, Kamala set up an account That's right. for the 2020 riots mm-hmm. to bail out those individuals. That's and right. that was a true insurrectionist. Listen, when you go up to Seattle and you occupy city blocks, what was it, the Chaz and Just, the Chop no. and all How that? How is that not insurrection? That is an insurrection, yes. fellas, without question. They were burning down buildings, a police station, everything else, and look at many of them. Oh, it was really a mostly peaceful fire <laughs> mostly in peaceful. Minnesota. <laughs> That's what they, they were said. Yeah. You, yeah. Fiery, yeah. But mostly peaceful fiery but mostly yeah. peaceful. Yeah. They were roasting and then, marshmallows. While it's burning behind you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. This is why there, I think there is a, the, the political factions are the cult and regular people. Because you have people who are like, the riots that burned down police stations were peaceful. They, 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 they outright say it. They, they write uh, articles saying, in defense of looting. Mm-hmm. After the Ferguson riots, they were like, actually, looting is a, is revolutionary, and they're defying the system. And I'm just like, you know, did you talk to any of the people who lived in Ferguson? Because they were angry about the rioting, begging for mm-hmm. it to stop. Yeah. And then these progressive urban liberal types, city urban liberal types, come out and write articles being like, actually, the rioting is good. Because they're, they're vapid, self-interested egotists who don't understand what's actually going on. I'll tell you, in Ferguson, people who did not live there exploited the chaos and started destroying things and looting them. And the people who did live there were were linking arms saying, please, this is our community. These snooty, progressive hipster types in New York, not wanting to do any amount of work to understand the situation, looked at it and said, I'm going to defend those brown people because there must be a good reason why they're rioting. And then wrote in defense of looting. In, and, and what it really was was criminals victimizing a community, and they defended the criminals because they're bad people. Well, and I also – I mean I will never forget footage. What happened to George Floyd was horrific. I remember seeing footage of during the rioting um, two black women begging, begging a white person to stop destroying yep. property. Yep. And it's like, hey, these are the ones who – when you tourists, when you hipster tourists go back to your co-op and Park Slope and all that stuff, they're the ones who still have to live here. It's their stores. You're not – they're not the ones who killed George Floyd. They're not the ones, you know. But look, look. When you simply say something like, I think when they burned down that guy's bar, it was a bad thing. And they go, well, you're racist. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, dude. Yeah, well – There's they, no argument. They don't know how to think yeah. outside that. So we also see this. There, There is obviously – a huge part that class plays here. So we were talking about this with the Canadian truckers honking their horns and literally one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the country. All right. Honking your horn in such a neighborhood is terrorism. You're trying to overthrow the country, <laughs> but you go into a poor black neighborhood and burn all the businesses down. That's just a okay. Right. And well, justify means. Let's, I mean, you'll let, scare let, all the moose if you honk in Canada. Let, let me, uh, <laughs> let me, let me ask you, Congressman, do you think that, uh, should Republicans regain control of, of the – assuming they do – regain control of the House, probably the Senate, should there be an investigation into the 2020 riots maybe? I, I know you mentioned there's probably not going to be a lot of energy towards these things because they're old, yeah. but I feel like we need resolution. Well, uh, there should be uh, because I think a lot of the agitators in the 2020 riots, what we're finding out is many of these people are being paid. They're not even from the neighborhood. They're being bussed in. They're being called in. They're being paid by these organizations on the far left to go out there and do damage and, and hurt our country. Uh, if you saw what took place here a couple of weeks ago when they when they had the leak with the Supreme Court ruling, the Roe versus Wade, you saw some of the things in, in uh, I think it was in California someplace, maybe L.A., that seems to be the, and, and there were cop cars that had windows 
being smashed. And I'm like, the knucklehead break in that window on that car has no earthly idea what the hell Roe versus Wade is. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't. He has no clue. Yeah. He, he has been paid. They get these individuals and they rally the horses. They pay them to go out there and spin things up and stir things up. And that's the problem you have uh, with the far left is there's no civility there. They want to go immediately to violence. Mm-hmm. And it's dangerous in this country. And, and so this deal coming up here with the, with this potential, uh, uh with the, uh, Supreme Court with Roe versus Wade, I mean, it's gonna get ugly. So I think I'm, National Guard needs to be deployed. It's already gotten I, ugly. They've been firebombing, uh, clinics that yep, are set up yep, to help yep. pregnant women. So, so, um, they announced the Supreme Court will be adding another opinion day tomorrow. Of course. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's when they're going to do it, aren't they? And anybody who's ever covered riots, so all the journalists out there, the the riot squad, uh, I've been on the ground, you know, the worst possible day is Friday because everyone's off work and they got the weekend. Students are out of school, they got the weekend. So if they do come out tomorrow morning and say, Rowan Casey, you're gone. They may be thinking you do it on a Friday because then no one, no one in the media picks it up. Hmm. But the lunatics are waiting. They're waiting with bated breath. It's going to be 1045. That's when they issue usually the last opinion around 1040. And they're going to say, Rowan Casey, you're gone. And then you are going to see tomorrow night, if they do this, bonkers, yeah. riots. And then Saturday, insanity. And guys, if you need somewhere a place to a safe to hide out on Saturday and you're in New York City, the Beacon Theater, you go to <laughs> festival.minds.com. It's big great, great theater, yeah. sturdy oh, walls. That's where some of the worst writing is going to be in I, New York. I, I, I mean, they're going to be like, like where's Tim Pool? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just I'm th- I'm just realizing this right now. I mean, we didn't know we, we had this event's been planned for a long time. We're going to be it's not just us. James O'Keefe, Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Uh you're going to have a lot of people there. Seth Dillon's going to be there. This is the making of an action movie. Yeah. Where it's it like is. we are going to get locked in and either turn on each other or become the heroes New York City has been like, waiting for. Someone's going to eat the last Snickers. <laughs> they're going to be like, it's him. He's yeah. a liberal. He's yeah. one of them. Yeah. I'll be like, Tosi's a Russian asset. And then we just keep going back and forth. Well, this is, yeah, I mean, they, they riot. They're encouraged to riot, as you mentioned. One of my favorite lines mm-hmm. that we kept hearing repeatedly was, rioting is the language of the unheard. Oh. If only we were hearing them, they wouldn't be rioting. And then they turn around <laughs> and they go, we have to silence conservatives or else they'll commit acts of violence. It's like, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're like concerned about violence from conservatives so you want to make them unheard because you just told me like rioting is what people do when they aren't heard so I, what do you believe i just want to i just want to stress this one more time like they added an extra day to do opinions tomorrow and it seems like it may be like why else would they do that they yeah. have the next week to do the final opinions they could do it on monday and so i'm like we're gonna be in new york and it's gonna be like it's gonna be like dawn of the that. dead yeah we're gonna be locked in and there's gonna be like they're outside they got the power lines and we have votes tomorrow morning, mid-morning. Oh, they should have probably waited till we're out of here. Oh Maybe they won't do it, though. Maybe what they're yeah, trying to do I, is... May, no, they're trying... I think there's like 16 Don't more suspense. opinions. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to be like, we need to get all this out on, on, on Monday. Yeah. So that means tomorrow we should do these ones. Then Monday we can do Roe v. Yeah. Wade. The holiday weekend. Wait for over the four. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe. Oh, yeah. People won't be paying attention. Maybe. Well, the, doing whatever the crazy drunk. people are. The crazy yeah. people will be. Um, but it's, it's not a holiday weekend. It's, it's, it's a holiday month. It's MAGA month. That's right. That's yeah. Right. MAGA Woo! month, the month of July. We got to change all of our profile pictures to American flags and yeah. celebrate America. <laughs> okay. I'm and, I'm o- and I'm okay with that. And we, and we, I'm okay with that. And we grill every day. That's right. And every day. And then, and then on the 4th of July, you have the fireworks, but yeah, MAGA month. <laughs> I'm ready. 
I'm not even kidding. I'm legit. Like so we are going. I, mean, I, 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 I ordered. Buddy, I'm moving here. I ordered. It. I ordered. Uh, what did I order? Um, Fireworks. I hope. How many hot dogs did I order? Hundred. So many. hundred. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I think I ordered a hundred hot dogs, or is it five hundred? Oh. No, it's not five hundred. Oh, I think it's when I'm moving my stuff from Austin. I'm gonna have to change my plans. I'm gonna but it's, it's all month, bro. <laughs> oh, it's all, all month. month. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna be yeah. firing up the grill all month. <laughs> this is awesome. So I ordered this big thing from Portillo's, famous Chicago hot dogs. Every day, baby. And so we're gonna be grilling. Moving here is the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. This is Everyone's awesome. Everyone's gonna be chilling. That's work. Maga month, baby. Yeah, and we celebrate America. Oh my goodness. What were we talking about? I wanted to get a little optimistic. Gun Supreme Court protesting. Man, I also, you know, it's, it's just, we, I feel like the, the rioting is sort of the on the street equivalent of what happens on Twitter where it's like, do you actually want something to get done? Right? If you actually want something to get done, you're gonna want to talk to people. You're gonna, for example, so I got not many. I've gotten, and I thank all of you listening. I've gotten thousands of new followers on, on Twitter and to the podcast since I've started coming on this show, but I've lost a couple of vocal fans of mine who are on the left and they would just say stuff about you that was hyperbolic, but also that I would disagree with. And they were like, how could you be on a show with that person? And it's like, Hey man, if you think we disagree on that, wouldn't you actually think it was a great thing? For me to be on the show, for me to bring a diverse viewpoint, for me to become friends with someone who maybe I will even see my point of view. Like sometimes I see his point of view and they don't care. No, they will not listen. And yeah, and that's, that's where I'm at. So there's a, we've got this lefty guy who's going to be speaking on the same panel as us in, uh, at the Beacon Theater. And he had to put out a video explaining why he was doing it. (laughs) He called it a debate. And so I get a message from this like left wing guy that, that I that I'm friends with, and he's like, "You're debating this dude," and I was like, "I'm not debating anybody. What are you talking about? Like, it's a panel on media manipulation." Yeah, we're just hanging. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna sit there and be like, "I don't know." Like, I'm, I I don't I don't I don't like debating people. I'll argue with someone. I'll try to correct them if I think they're wrong. But I don't enter debates. No. I don't like invite people here to debate me. I don't do any of that stuff. I just let's have a conversation. It's a hang. It's a conversation. Yeah. But the fact that he even had to make a video addressing it, being like, "Here's why I'm doing it," and then people responded with like, "Yeah, but dude, it's James O'Keefe. Like, what's wrong with you?" It's like, "Hey, whatever, dude. I don't look. I don't. Li- I don't want to live that way. You At know, this point, I, I, I like. <laughs> I like being able to walk into a room of anybody and be like, tell yeah. me stuff.'" With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It, yes. It, it, it appears to me that the American people can't seem to, to be able to sit across the table from each other like this and have and, and agree to disagree yes and and what we're teaching our kids in my humble opinion when 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 you see what took place with the summer riots in 2020 
it seems like if we disagree now, we just all of a sudden we curl up our fists and we hit each other in the nose. Yeah. And I think it's it's going in the wrong direction. What are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching these these kids to think? Hey, if you can't resolve it, just go in there and hit him in the nose. And and twenty twenty was bad, but we are one, Tim. We are one police shooting away uh, uh, from having an enormous civil unrest. I mean, if it's if it's a white officer that shoots an African American, and there's any questionable call there, Al Sharpton has his plane on the tarmac. It's ready to go. He's going to fire that thing up. He's going to fire. He's going to fly to that area, and he's just going to go in there, and he's going to be an agitator. It's, 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 and it's sad. Well, That's not the way it, we should handle things. It's, it's not even about if it's questionable. Yeah. You take a look at uh, the Ahmed, Ahmed Arbery case. Do you remember this one? Yes. Re- Fox News, conservatives, Republicans came out in defense of Aubrey, and I was just like, well, look, I don't like the guy. I don't like the fact that anybody dies. I don't like the fact that he died. But the story is just we had a couple lawyers on who broke it down for us, and I'm like, oh, okay, so this guy was a burglar. Like, yes. He's on camera committing a burglary. Yes. And so these guys were told by the police he was the burglar. Yes. So then when they saw him, they chased after him. Yes. And they were told that if they witnessed a felony, they could intervene to stop him. Yes. But the police told them to stay, stand down while they, while they came to arrive and they didn't listen. And I'm like, okay. And then what happened? The guy who filmed it got the remainder of his life in prison. And I'm like, okay, something doesn't add up here. Yeah. This, this story doesn't make sense. So it's not even a question of if if it's like I mean the Ahmed Arbery case should be very clear cut in what happened, but they will weaponize it and they will lie about it and they will make it questionable. Well, and I I, I think that just like the left needs to keep a lot of their people in check when it comes to rioting, when it comes to destroying property and stuff like that. We also, we do have a problem. There have been plenty of kids who have lost their life unjustly and we need to talk about that as well. Like the one I always think of is uh, Tamir Rice where it was like, you have like what a 13 year old kid playing with a toy gun and I I think in law enforcement, I think Oh no! Is there something I don't know? Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me Tamir Rice is really like a forty-five-year-old man. No, I think like he was. A, run from I, I think he, he had removed the orange tip from the gun, and he's five foot ten. Well, but he, so here's what I was going to ask the congressman from his law enforcement um, days: is I feel like even if it is not racism, right there, there is protocol, like. Unless you feel like you are in immediate danger, you want to de-escalate. If you can't de-escalate, you want to go hands-on. If you can't go hands-on, you want to go with taser. And then in theory, pulling the gun should be last? Or am I incorrect on that? Well, this is what I do know. Yes. Is there's not a law enforcement officer in America that's going to wake up tomorrow morning and go to work evening shift or night shift that says, I want to go out and legally kill somebody. I'm going to kill today. a kid. I want to go yeah. out there and legally kill somebody today. It's absolutely ludicrous to right. think because that officer that has to take that life, they're going to live with that for the rest of their life. Correct. Even if it was a very dangerous situation yes. and the guy's pointing a gun at you. And and it's so difficult for law enforcement today because of the people that are mentally ill. I mean, you have people that are mentally ill with all the drugs, the fentanyl coming across, they're running around in streets naked and they're chasing uh, officers, whether it's a, a small knife or even a, a piece of glass. Yeah. And they're Running at the officer, the, so the officers have a very difficult time today, and they have to make very split, you know, second decisions. So, did you see the video actually? And, and Jamie, did you see this where the news reporter goes to the police conflict training uh, scenarios? Did you see this one? No. And yeah, so the cop is like, "Okay, what we're going to do. We're going to give you this mock weapon that you know it fired like spitballs or something or paintballs." And they were like, "You need to figure out when is the appropriate, like how to deal a situation." Oh no! He so in the mock scenarios, he kills a guy several times. And in one, 
he like sees a guy by a car and he's like, what are you doing? And the guy walks around the car and he just pulls and shoots. And then the, uh, uh, the cop goes, why'd you do that? And he's like, well, I, he was like, he was just walking around a car and he's like, but I, I didn't know what he was doing and I was worried. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. the, the, the reporter was like, in every circumstance he was given, the reporter actually killed the dude <laughs> unjustly. Yeah. In but one, the I guy. I think that just says something about reporters though. I mean, yeah. Right. <laughs> fair. Journalists, <laughs> like journalists there, are there, there, there was one moment where the guy gets in his face and is like, what are you doing, man? Get out of here. And then he puts two in his chest mockingly, right? Yeah. And then the cop is like, what did you do? You killed him. Oh, and then everyone starts filming and it's God. like. Okay, so you guys are going to hate me. And before the audience hates me, please follow me on Twitter at Jamie Hillstein. Uh, <laughs> Send him your hate su- there. Subscribe to my podcast, uh, Instagram at the Jamie Hillstein. Isn't that more evidence for one, more police training? And two, if you're going to own a gun. So for me, I, I want to own a gun now. And I've, I've been anti-gun. But I don't want to own a gun until I know just like with jujitsu, just like that I can proficiently, that I can be taught and that I can train every week, especially under stress. So isn't that also an example of why people should get training before they they get a firearm and law enforcement actually maybe needs more training so that even though Tamir Rice, even though maybe the toy gun looked more realistic, that you're confident enough to assess the situation before you just open fire on who, who turns out to be a kid. Yeah. Everybody I, wants to go after law enforcement with these shootings. And how about train the crook not to point the gun at the law enforcement? Of course. Look at the knucklehead the other day pulled up next to the traffic stop, right? Did he have an oh, axe or axe. something? Yep. And yep. he went after the officer. No, the officer was trying to back up, do the best he could to keep yep. that separation because right. it's 21 feet, fellas. Well, that's the, that's the, that's the number. It's but I think feet. we, I think we can do both. Like this yeah. is the argument that happens. I remember even when I was in super wokey, wokey mode, when I would advocate for women to train jujitsu, People would go, you're victim blaming. It's not their fault. They shouldn't have to do anything. You know, we need to teach men how not to rape. And it's like, well, yes, we do. But also, until people stop, training jujitsu will help you. Yeah. I'm, I'll finish with this on this. Yeah, topic. please. I, I said it and I'll say it again. And, and that is, is that if you comply, if you comply to all the, the criminals out there, the ones that carry guns, they shouldn't have guns, the felons, all these guys are going to go. My fans try to, tune in. If you comply, you will not die. That's it. It's very simple. If you comply, well, you will not die. And when you look at Michael Brown and all these others, I mean, Michael Brown's fingerprint was on the officer's weapon. So if you're mm-hmm. out there fighting and holding court on the side of the road, this and that, there's a high probability something could go wrong and it may take your, it could cost you your life. So just comply. If you comply, criminals, you will not die. Yeah. A lot of these, uh, circumstances, you see people, uh, not, not, not just shootings. They just start arguing with the cops and they don't understand that whether, whether you want it to be reality or not, it is. If a cop is stopping you, you will gain nothing by fighting with him and talking with him. That's the funniest thing. It's like you're being arrested. I love it when I hear these activists at Occupy. They're like, I have not been read my rights. Like, and, <laughs> but they watch movies and they think a cop has to Mirandize you because they watched you throw a brick at somebody. These people don't know what they're talking about. You keep your mouth shut. Unfortunately, you know, there, there are instances where police have, have wrongly arrested people. It, sure. During Occupy Wall Street, I actually filmed the cops wrongly arrest somebody. They lied in the police report, got a different officer to sign off on it, and I filmed it. I, I want those officers charged criminally, but that doesn't happen. That to me is the problem. The issue isn't, the issue is when an officer is breaking the law, violating their oath to the Constitution. But if, this is what really frustrates me too. There's a video where there's like a black dude walking down the street and the cops are like, hey, come and talk to us for a minute. Stop. And he goes, no. And they're like, you, you are being detained. Stop. And he goes, no. And they fight with them and they're like, I can't believe the cops did that. And it's like, dude, cops have a right to stop you to ask you questions. 
They can they can detain you for a small small amount of time. It's it's the way the thing the system goes. You might not like it. I get it. But fighting with cops when they're like, "What are you doing in this area?" is not going to is not going to win anything for you. You're not going to win on activism. You're not going to win on the law. All you're going to do is make everything worse. <laughs> Everyone agrees. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's well, it seems commonsensical yeah. though, right? And people will. So I've been thinking about this, and this is something I've. I don't think I've really discussed on this podcast. Or, oh no, actually, we did kind of talk about this the other day. But it makes sense in a very polarized environment where people have very different opinions that we're going to end up disagreeing on things at such a fundamental level that there are certain issues where we won't be able to reach a compromise, right? And so, whether you're talking about abortion or, or homosexuality or any of these other issues, when it comes to police shootings. These are not matters of principle. These are case-by-case situations that have to be investigated, right? If you hear a police officer shot someone, it's not, I'm for that or I'm against that. It's, all right, well, let's look into it and see what happened. But for whatever reason, we are in a place in this country where people will hear that a police officer shot someone, and they will immediately know that he is guilty. And not only that he's guilty, but if the person was a minority, that he was guilty, and he did it because that person was a minority. There, there that are, is insane. There are stories that I think should be pointed out, but people need to be careful not to conflate the outliers and the accidents. Mm. So there's that one famous moment where a guy gets pulled over, a black dude gets pulled over in a van. He gets out of the vehicle. He's like, get, the cop says, get out of the vehicle. He gets out. And the cop says, show me your ID. And he goes, okay. He turns back into the car and the cop just shoots him. Jeez. And the cop was like, he was going for something. It's like, you, it's a you, problem. you told him to get the ID. Right. You have right. uh, someone mentioned Philando Castile. Are you familiar with this yeah. case? Yeah. He was uh, uh, legally able to carry a weapon. The cop panicked and shot him. There's another issue of like he shouldn't have been shot, but he was also smoking smoking pot while he was driving. So that kind of muddied things up. But he shouldn't have been shot. There yeah, it's not a death penalty yeah. offense. There, there, the, the issue is how do we deal with these accidents and outliers? The, I think the challenge is we need to actually have a sit-down conversation. We need to analyze what yes. causes these and then figure out is there something we can do to make sure they don't happen while making sure cops are safe when they do their jobs. Yeah. There's, no, there's not a cop that I've ever spoken to that agrees with what Derek Chavin did uh, to George Floyd. Yep. Uh, that they would agree with that, and and he should go to prison. But, gentlemen, there are hundreds of thousands of stops made, uh, up to millions, each and every month, each and every month on traffic stops. And you're going to find law enforcement officers that that, uh, make judgment calls, and they could be the wrong call. You're going to get some that are going to get scared. You talk about Uvalde. Now, why did those guys not go into that building? I don't know, but but the point is, is it's a very, very difficult job, and and everybody should go through what that media person went through. You know, we we have police academy training, Citizens Police Academy. It's a FATS training, and they go through it, and they realize it's just not as easy as it just seems like you just – so the point is, is that there's very, very few uh, officer-involved shooters. Today, I mean, come on. When you it's, look at the number of contacts with citizens today, it very few result in uh, uh, police officers firing their weapons. And when they do, they're scrutinized before the damn bullet even hits the. Uh, you know, it's just crazy. I, I think it's 375 million interactions per year, something like that. Yeah. And out of that, there were, I think, what was it, uh, nine 
Unarmed black men yeah. killed yes. in 2019. And, and even that is a little deceptive, right? Because first of all, it's possible to shoot someone who's armed and for that to be unjustified. But also, it's possible to shoot an unarmed person and for that to be justice, justified. Right. So when you look into these unarmed cases, one of them from a couple of years ago I was looking at was he was strangling an old lady and then went to attack the cop. It's just insane. So just, even if you hear the words unarmed black man shot by a police officer, you don't know anything about the you story guys, until you know something about the story. You see that viral video where the guy's coming at the cop with a knife? And he's backing away for like 30 seconds going, no, no. But then the guy grabs his partner and he goes, no, no. And then he starts shooting the guy and the guy gets shot and he gets back up. He gets back up. That that's He, he gets shot because he's coming at the cop. Then after being shot, he grabs his partner and then the cop gets like it, shoots drugs. him in the head. Yeah. It's it's like people you – know, you know what I think? One of the issues is it's the algorithmic psychosis I call it. Let's say you're, you're 10 years old and the year is 2012. And you open up Facebook, and the only thing you're seeing yeah. is police brutality videos. Yep. There, remember, remember that song where it's like, this is what you get when you call the cops. And it's like the guy rapping. Where it's mm-hmm. like, it's a really good song. But it's like Facebook recycles those videos because it gets clicks mm-hmm. and people make money. So then other people recycle them. Reddit was doing the same thing. Ten years goes by where you're, you're, you're 10 years old watching these videos, and for 10 years, it's all you see. You believe that is the world. Mm. Oh, bro, that's what I was telling you before. That's why literally at 40 years old, it's like the first time I'm talking to conservatives or law enforcement or and, – and by the way, it, the all the law enforcement friends I have said the exact same thing that you said about – um, the George Floyd murder where they were the most horrified. And I think if we got rid of this us versus them mentality and then we could let, let the good cops speak up and be like, that shouldn't have happened. And then they go continue to be good cops. I think, I think there are issues, but I think with 375 million interactions, we're talking about like a microscopic mm-hmm. fraction of, of error. Yeah. And so there's something else that I refer to as the scaling problem. And I'll, I'll put it this way. Most of you watch, if you watch consistently, you may have heard me say it. Let's say uh, um, iPhone gives out 100 phones to these celebrities, and 1% of those phones break. Nobody cares. One celebrity comes out, and he's like, hey, my phone broke. And they're like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Let's say they give it 100 million phones, and 1% break. Now online, trending, 1 million tweets, broken phone. And like, whoa, all these phones are broken. The same, same failure rate. So if you have, you know, 375 million police interactions— the margin of er- the, uh, uh, the acceptable margin of error decreases as time goes on. If you had a hundred cops in the United States and one percent brutalize someone, that's one cop. People would be like, "It was just one cop. Who cares?" I'm waiting for uh, you get a hundred million cops, and I got a million police brutality stories. People are going to lose their mind, which means you've got to reduce the margin of error as you scale up the size. Yeah. That's impossible it, to do infinitely. And Tim, it seems like the answer to this this problem we have with police brutality. Uh, is that we're going to defund them. Matter of fact, not defund them. We're just going to completely abolish them. But I think a majority, a solid majority uh, of the American people support the men and women uh, in blue. It's that small group that's out there just raising cane and, and just causing problems. Well, so, I can so, actually, I, oh, no, no, well, no. I was going to say I can speak as someone who, yeah. you know, uh, during the emotion of everything that happened with George Floyd, I was listening to a lot of the defund the police people until – I moved to Texas and I started talking to more police and police were saying, Hey dude, we don't like what happened either. 
we actually, if you defund us, that's less training. Right. And we actually need more training and we need more resources. And what you're going to do if you deplete us, now we're working more. You know, I have a buddy on SWAT. We're working more hours. We're understaffed. It's like you think that's going to help judgment? Jamie, would you do your buddy's job for 70000 a year? Would I what? Would you do his job, the law enforcement, the man on the SWAT team? At this point, if I could train and if I could do it, yeah, but that's because I'm becoming a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> but, but, but a lot of people on the left would not, if that's yeah. what you were going for. Yeah, I just think people, people are leaving the industry. People are leaving the profession because just the, the criticism and, and all the, the anti-police rhetoric out there. And, well, and, and then and, you're going to lose and, good and I tell you, it's dangerous. Well, well, you look at some of the cities now. Yeah. Look at the homicide rates. The crime's going up through the roof. Why? Yeah. Well, just keep down with that uh, defund the police and all that and this and that and you won't have police protecting your neighborhood. Well, I tweeted this about Uvalde. I said, this is what happens when you defund the police and then everyone was like, they were well funded, you're wrong and it's just like, you need to understand the subtlety here. When the police are demoralized, demonized and attacked relentlessly, they're going to be like, I'm out, don't no, don't care. I I do want to add though, I'm a little salty on cops considering what happened with COVID because too many cops, for one, I'll say a few things. Cops enforcing unconstitutional gun laws, I think, is a problem. And during COVID, cops enforcing unconstitutional edict was a huge problem. And the one thing that was a big wake-up call for conservatives and why a lot of Trump supporters and conservatives soured on support for cops was because we saw cafe owners, salon owners, while the Democrats— Gym owners, yep. Yeah, gym owners, uh, Attila's gym. Mm -hmm. When you had the Democrats releasing prisoners and inmates who commit violent crimes and then taking business owners and putting them back in— People got really pissed off about yeah. that. But, but in, in the, I tell you, where did, where did you see that though? You said, you saw that in these large municipalities where there are police departments that work for a chief of police who works for the mayor and the city council. So you didn't see that with sheriffs. You saw the sheriffs. They, they're elected. They, the only people there was, they, they well, I, there could be some far left sheriffs out there that would be doing that too. But a majority of the sheriff says, I'm not, I'm not enforcing that. I, I wasn't going to enforce mass mandates because I only answer to the people that elect me. Wow. Chief the police have to answer to mayors and the mayor is going to tell the chief you get your people to do it if you want to keep your job you're going to do exactly what the heck i tell you to do that makes it a little bit more difficult as it relates to municipal police departments and sheriff's offices and who their boss and, is and, but that's a thing a big distinction there was one instance where a sheriff in minnesota went and arrested a cafe owner for opening her cafe but uh again i'm not going to point to yeah. one case and be like all the cops but uh, a lot of people were just like if this is what the cities are doing so my attitude is kind of like let the let, let the let, if New York wants to abolish the cops, let them do it. I don't live there. Let the people see how, and you see how it's going. But I do kind of think maybe an easy solution is cops should be elected. Like you shouldn't have a chief of police who's appointed by a political individual who then has his job held over him. We should vote for who the the the, the, the police chief is. Well, they don't survive very long. Uh, chiefs of police, their yep. tenure as chief is because a new mayor comes in, he wants to bring in his own, pe- you know, his own buddy. Well, there's so always a the cop that they have to deal with who doesn't play by the yeah. rules and he's going to retire soon and then they get into <laughs> it. And I was hoping yeah. someone picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was really proud of it. And as I was saying it, I was like, oh, it's dying. <laughs> this is very, but no, I, um, you said something earlier about how you think most people actually do support the police. Part of why I would agree with that is because people as spineless as Joe Biden during his State of the Union address were willing to say, well, we need the police to be well-funded, which is what Joe Biden said during his State of the Union address. No, don't defund them. Defend them. Like, oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, So this is becoming a safe 
position in the polls. I'm sure it always has been, but it's something Democrats are even willing to say at this point. Well, when when people are watching violent crime skyrocket, some dude pushed a woman on the train tracks in New York. Oh, people don't want to live there, man. Yeah. You know, it's just and it's it's not just in New York City. It's all the cities. Crime is through the roof. And they're moving to Texas. Yeah. You know, we gained two congressional seats. New York yeah. lost one. California lost one. Yeah. We're hoping they're not bringing that ideology uh, in, into Texas. I, I think we should interview them before we actually allow them to come <laughs> I, but, but, but they're moving into Texas, and you look at, you know, we have constitutional carry. I yeah. mean, we, we have just – Texas is one of the greatest states. I'm proud to be from it. I, um, so. I, I moved from L.A. to Austin, and everybody I met was like, how are you going to vote? How are you going to vote? You're going to, you're going to change. If you're going to come, how are you going to vote? Uh, but then the worst thing I saw was there's, uh, you know, there's a bumper sticker that says, uh, don't California my Texas. And the first time I saw it, it was a dude with a Florida license plate. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, come you're on. in the most liberal city in the whole state. Oh, I know. Travis County. I mean, it's horrible. Austin is very, 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 very different. Yes. It's all just wellness podcasters. Yeah. It's terrible. Yes, sir. It is. So here's the issue with Texas. You know, everybody was telling me like, you guys should move there. You guys should move there. And I was just like, no way. Because Elon Musk, he's cool, right? But when he moves and, and builds a factory in Austin and relocates his California employees, those people are progressive. They're liberals. So it's not just about Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. It's about everyone they bring with them. And then when, uh, you know, Jamie, you end up moving there. Hello. You got Michael Malice. You yeah. get these, these prominent individuals, comedians and podcasters. Then the periphery of those groups are going to come as well. And then California moved to Texas. Right. People were like, no, it's good that these people are moving because they're, 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 you know, helping Texas and they're making it red. And I'm like, maybe. But what's going to happen is a California conservative is a far left Texan. Yeah. And they come in and they'll, they'll vote Republican because they don't like California leftism, which is coming to Texas. And they'll make Texas moderate, not Republican. Sure. Eventually. I mean, but, but look at uh, 2020. Trump won Texas by 600,000. Uh, you saw the congressional race we hear. I think it was Texas 34. First time ever in the history have we saw, uh, seen a, 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 a uh, female Mexican born in Mexico become mm-hmm. a member of Congress. So I think many of the, just the policies, the policies of the left with yep. the border and everything else, people are, I, I feel pretty, I think we're going to do very, very well in the state of Texas here in November. It's going to be a bloodbath. I am uh, sick of Republicans playing identity politics. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens in 2022? You think uh, by November it's going to be just, like you think the polls are wrong and it's going to be a crazy blowout we've never seen before, a Republican supermajority or something? Yeah, I think you'll see uh, probably gaining 30, 35 seats. We're around about 212, 213. We'll probably gain 30 to 35 seats. And that that's that's a, a big number. I, I think mean, it I think it actually could end up being better than uh Republicans realize. It could. Because if the polls have been consistently uh skewed in favor of Democrats and right now in the generic ballot Republicans are up about 3 points, they're probably up 10. Yeah. Then you look at uh, interestingly five. Uh, I'm sorry, Real Color Politics has the uh, um, the toss up seats, and I think 28 of 32 toss ups are Democrat held. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it might be way bigger than people realize. I wouldn't be surprised if it was less than we realize as well. I don't know. No well, idea. There's still a few months to go here, so yeah, let's just wait and see what happens. But let's 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 talk beyond that though. What do you yeah. think? You think Joe Biden's going to run again? Well, I hope he does. I, I, she, she, I really do. And I'd, I'd send him $25. Uh, yeah. If anybody yeah. knows his mailing address, I'll send them 25 bucks. Uh, she's worse than he, but I think the Democrats are in trouble because they, I don't think they really have a candidate right now. Um, and, and so. They got nobody. That's, that's, that's why they're so desperate to try and bring Trump yeah, back to life. Yeah. And, and I, I think right now I, our country, 
Um, when you look at when Trump was president for the four years, I mean, we didn't have all these crises. I mean, just name one or two. I mean, COVID was difficult, he had a, but I thought he handled that quite well uh, with the vaccine in record time. But I, I think we need him back in 2024. I think this guy, Donald Trump, uh, in my humble opinion, loves this country more than just about anything. But what and, about what about DeSantis, do you think? You think Trump would be better? I think I think DeSantis should keep his powder dry till twenty twenty eight. I mean, he's relatively mm-hmm. young man. He's what mid forties or yeah. so, and he's yeah. been in, you know he's a member of Congress. I think he's been governor now for what four years. And and I just think in twenty twenty eight he'd be great. And 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 there's competition going back and forth with our governor in Texas as well. Who's gonna who's gonna get that base? Who's gonna move her further right? But I just think everybody should just uh, bow out and just uh, let Donald Trump come back. He will be the Republican nominee, and he will beat anybody. What is I wh- want to hear two words from Donald Trump the. Moment moment he gets he gets inaugurated <laughs> you're fired yeah. you're fired beautiful New words well, yep, i want him to just fire all of these yeah. bureaucratic administrative state trash people in dc we have a, a lot of talent i mean when you think of ron desantis and the great things he's doing in florida people love him so i think we have a lot of good talent out there and 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 we have people for in the wings in the future the democrats are just struggling who cory booker i mean who do you got the, the <laughs> democrats are just struggling Gavin they don't have any bernie crazy bernie give me a break i do like bernie better than newsome to be fair well, um, bernie if there was any democrat I'd, I'd rather have bernie but i think bernie's a sellout so mm-hmm. i think they're all good yeah. What is it specifically about Trump that energizes you so much? Is it that he was an outsider or is it was it him before he ran for president or the way he governed for four years? And he the the way he ran, the way he ran, he had 14 people on that stage and he just picked them off one at a time. He's just real. He's, I thought he brought a lot of humor. He was kind of funny. I mean, yeah, nicknames and people don't no, like no. the way he calls names, but overall, I and, and, and I <laughs> tell you, Joe. When, when he come up with build that wall, build that wall, that really energized his campaign. And, and so I just think that you can't buy him. You can't buy Donald Trump. He has all the money. There's no special interest going to get him. And just the way he ran the country, uh, he deserves a, uh, a third term. Are you familiar with the uh, Tales from an Economic Hitman, that no. book? Oh, yeah. So you've you're, you're heard of this? Yeah. If Luke were here, he'd be able to educate us properly. But the general idea is this guy said that you know he worked for the intelligence agents in the U.S. agencies in the U.S. And what they would do is they would go and try and bribe, you know. Uh, a country and say like here's what the United States wants we'll give you all this stuff if you do it the IMF will come in with loans and then if the president or the government said no then they would try and take out either politically or through assassinations and if that didn't work invasion that's what he claimed I, I, I think about those stories and I'm like whether or not they're true or not you look at Donald Trump he gets elected they didn't think he would he has these meetings they probably were like you know Trump play ball with us here's what we're going to do and he went no we're doing it my way I don't want to do it <laughs> And then they try to remove him via, a, you know, a legal process, Russiagate. That doesn't work. So what do they do now? Executive action. Now they're going with the January 6th, the law enforcement stuff, the accusations, the DOJ, the FBI raids. So they've escalated to the point where they're like, we are going to use the force of violence against this man to stop him from running. I had to reread that book now. Yeah, it's crazy. You're talking about like Panama and stuff. Like and it that. wasn't like a, a small conspiracy book. It was a New York Times bestseller. It was, you know. Right, right, right. But, and it was a guy. Listen, I got a lot of people, they don't like his tweets. They don't like what he said. They don't like maybe some of the stuff he said about John McCain and when he was a prisoner of war and all that. Other. All right. And I Horse tried, face. and I, 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 I well, just there's some other things, but I've always said, I said, you guys, you're, you're not electing your neighbor and we're not electing the Pope, right? We're electing the President of the United States. And when you look at his 
policies and the results of those policies. Ukraine would be the prime example. Obama went in in what, 2014, went in the Crimea, right? Nobody went in the Ukraine under Donald Trump, did he? Putin didn't go into Ukraine and Donald Trump. Now you get, and so you have, you have our adversaries that are taking and exploiting our weakness. And we have weakness in our president today. Donald Trump ran this. I mean, just look at how he kept uh, Russia in check and how he kept China in check. I mean, uh, look I, at I that. Just, look at no invasion from Russia while Trump was president, despite Crimea. Then all of a sudden Trump gets in and Putin backs off. I understand. So I just think, uh, listen, I, I'm a Trump guy. I, I hope he comes back. Uh, he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. I think he's, uh, he's very healthy right now. Uh, I've had opportunities to visit with him a couple times and, and I think, uh, this country needs him more today than ever. Man, you know what would help? You should tell him to come on the podcast. <clears throat> well, I, I think, I think we're actually setting that up. There you go. No, for real. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have to go. He'd like later. you guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're fans. We're, we're fans. yeah, we're good. And hang. The thing about it is, he wouldn't have to dress up. Well, I don't know if Jamie's a fan. I'm, I'm not wearing. Shoes. I used to, but it wasn't appreciated. <laughs> Shameless. I'm just kidding, buddy. I think. <laughs> oh, uh, but, but by the way, if he if he agrees to be in the vlog, I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. He gets oh, my. Oh, that would be great. Get get Trump so to do like a simple fun. bit. I mean, he was in Home Alone, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be cool if he was in New York. Um, so I I I don't. Uh, you know, a lot of pe- a lot of people who are Trump zealots. You know, they're just like, Trump's the best. He can do it wrong. I'm like, eh, Trump's pretty good. He's all right. I didn't vote for him in 2016. In 2022, I did. I said, you can't deny the successes he's had. Getting rid of the, the Trans-Pacific Partnership was the right move. Every activist in the world, okay, every activist in the United States were complaining about TPP. Then Trump comes in and all of a sudden they were like, actually, it's a good thing. And I'm like, the, uh, do, what? Like during Occupy Wall Street, like all throughout, everyone's like warning about this Trans-Pacific Partnership. Trump gets in and gets rid of it. Donald Trump, no new wars. Starts bringing our troops back from the Middle East. These are good things. I was talking to someone and they told me, oh, it was all, it was all nonsense. He's trying to be buddy, buddy with dictators and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, like him and Kim Jong-un. And then I said, Donald Trump crossed the DMZ into North Korea with no security detail. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that is one of the most profound acts of leadership someone could take to try and end a war. They could have captured the president of the United States and they could have done whatever they wanted. And Trump walked in with Kim Jong-un and walked back. And I was just, I was wow. shocked. It's like if Dennis Rodman can do it, I'm going to do it. But I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, you're the president of the United States walking into what, what should mm-hmm. be perceived as hostile territory. I'm Dude, like, this yeah. is amazing. That's yeah. amazing. I, I, I got to vote for this guy. And then what happened was his second term agenda came out and I was like, school choice, get rid of these, uh, cult, these, these critical race theory garbage stuff. And, and I'm just like, this dude's done well. I he talk, deserves it. He I talk about right. this all the time. I scream about it on my podcast and Twitter and all that stuff. People need principles, not teams, right? Mm-hmm. If you were mad when George Bush had drone strikes that killed civilians, you should be mad when Obama did it. Yep. If you were mad, when Trump did it. Yeah, you. Should, if you thought, um, you know, Bill uh, Trump was creepy with women, you should think that Bill Clinton was creepy with women, and right? Joe Biden. Yeah, it's <laughs> with children. Yeah, I mean, there are so many instances where, and that doesn't mean suddenly you have to disavow them. That doesn't mean you have to go from Democrat to Republican or Republican to Democrat. It just means have the political courage to stand in your conviction and call out your side when your side is wrong in order to make your side better and hold it accountable. And then we can actually have a more honest political discourse. One million percent. And I I really just want to hit on this point. I I made sort of a a little joke alluding to it, but 
the president of the United States sniffs children. <laughs> and we're used to it. Like, we don't think of it as being that out of the ordinary. It's just, you know, it's almost become oh, a hacking punchline. But the president <laughs> sniffs children. He gropes them, too. It's disgusting. You see the picture? Wasn't there a video where, like, he pinched a little girl's nipple or something? What? Yeah. It, it, it appears that most people, too, they look him at, at like a grandfather figure, and they almost kind of feel for him, like, this is Grandpa Joe. You Remember know? when he cr- and kissed it's his almost like the excuses. It's but, so weird. Yeah. I just, I just think about uh, our country. Our country is begging for leadership. Yeah. And yeah. I think we had that with Trump. I, we don't have that with this current administration. Uh, He's let around by his nose. And, and, and we're paying the price. We're paying the price I, for I, it. I think yeah. in a lot of ways DeSantis is better. But I don't know if DeSantis would come in and do the you're fired thing. That, that's, that's the big issue, right? Yeah. So with, with Ron DeSantis, he's proven his leadership in Florida. And he's done a really great job. And I think he'd be a fantastic president. I'm, I'm not so, so sure on foreign policy that's yet to be seen. But I'd imagine if he did get in, if he were to win in 2024, if he ran and won, he would not go, you're fired. And he would not get rid of all these really awful people. I think Trump, he knows. He's learned his lesson. And he was like, I trusted some bad people. If he, if he gets in in 2024, it is going to be beautiful as the pink slips start getting handed out. Mm-hmm. And then you see people walking out of the, out of the, the buildings in DC and going into the, the unemployment line. I think that Trump's going to do it. I don't think DeSantis would do it. Who would have ever thought our country could be destroyed in 17 months? Huh. Mm-hmm. 17, 18 months. He's Amazing. destroyed his country. So it's going to take a full four years of Donald Trump to come back and try to fix these issues. And, and oil and gas is so important in Texas. And, we, you know, now you have $5 fuel, inflation 8.5%. So I, I love, uh, uh, uh sorry, I, I, I was going to say, I, I just love the, 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 the meme where, um, the left says, Joe Biden doesn't control gas prices, idiot. But Joe Biden's going to enact policies to lower gas prices. Right. Yeah. It's like, what do you, what? So can you, did he enact policies to make them higher? No. But he can make them lower. Okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> well, and, and so I, I try to keep a, a sort of a larger perspective. And so, you know, under the Obama administration, I remember thinking, like, I really, really don't like Obama. But, you know, we had FDR. We had Woodrow Wilson. Maybe Obama isn't the worst president we've had. Joe Biden may actually be the worst president in all of American history. Yep. I mean, at least the really, really bad ones like Wilson and FDR knew what day of the week it was. Jimmy right. Carter will appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Carter. I mean, e- even Carter, I would say, I would say, uh, Biden's worse than Carter. Granted, I don't know as much about Jimmy Carter, but he's really bad. I mean, there's something, usually when we rank a president, we're just sort of looking at them as a set of policies. That's mm-hmm. what we seem to do nowadays, which is kind of bizarre because this is a person who's supposed to be a leader and character does mean something when you're a leader. But with Joe Biden, it's not just that all of his policies have been horrible for the country. It's that, he is experiencing serious cognitive decline. Like the man's brain doesn't Let's do work. It. Let's do it. We got this story from the New York Post. Oh, you're so excited you, about this. You take your yes. seat. Very specific yeah. cheat sheet reminds Biden how to act. Look at this. In this, why did he hold it like, up? I think yeah. in order, like, you have to hold on, know you're the president. Joe Biden was speaking. He was holding up a card and it says, you enter the Roosevelt room and say hello to participants. You take your seat. Like, you is in big, bold letters, and yours is in big, bold letters. Like, dude, there's something wrong with this guy's brain. Maybe you some- tell Ukraine that the funds will be withheld. Unless they <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe someone played a joke on him at number five was, you hold card up to camera. And he's like, okay. <laughs> All right, here I go. Come on, man. You know, you think <laughs> about Joe and, and, and he, his cognitive, you know. And I tell you what, there's one person that I'm really, really frustrated with, and I think that it, it, it's Jill Biden. 
listen, she'd been married to this guy mm. for years. She knows him better than anybody. Are you like throwing the she, towel? Well, I'm just saying that, you know what? I don't know if it, it, she wanted to be the first lady so bad and, and have that power or if she wanted to make sure that her husband reached that pinnacle. But I, I'm really frustrated with her because she knows her husband better than anybody and she knew he was going to be like this, yeah. but she didn't care. It's and now the American people are paying mm. for this thing because of what? Her, because she wanted to see her husband accomplish something or maybe this was more about her mm. becoming, you know, the first lady, but uh, she, she she's a doctor. Should, shameful. That's right. Shameful. I, I mean, the Democrats hated Trump so much. I remember everybody I used to hang out with, we weren't fans of Biden. Biden was part of the corporate left and suddenly these same people were doing everything in their power to elect a guy who they knew, we knew, I didn't vote for him, but we knew would not be good. I didn't Hillary know it would be this bad, but man, yeah, well, Clinton, same deal. It's like we were hating the Clintons forever. And now you're acting like you're a a sexist if you're not going to vote for her. Occupy Wall Street was anti-Obama. The people down there were like, Obama's trash. Yep. And then it's like 2016 comes around and they're like, we've forgotten all about that. We like him now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hope and change, baby. Yep. 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 Yeah. No, that's a very good point about Joe Biden, though. I mean, she should know, right? This man has literally lost his mind. He's lost. It's just, why did they pick it? It's insane. Dr. Jill. I'm sorry. Um they used to joke about Reagan and they would say, you know, towards the end of Reagan's presidency, he experienced some cognitive decline and that was sort of a little jab they'd make at Republicans. Look, a person you elected back when they were mentally healthy ended up experiencing cognitive decline. How irresponsible is your party that he wasn't immediately removed from power? During the primaries, Joe Biden was clearly demented or suffering with Alzheimer's. Yo, his, his brain. Fell out was not functioning at like any point. And I, I say this, like, look, if I was discussing any other senior citizen experiencing cognitive decline, I would probably take a more somber approach to this. Like, th- but this is the president. Yeah, stop. And they knew this. They put the man in this position knowing his brain does not work. Stop being ageist and ableist, Seamus. I, I, <laughs> I know. I know you're right. No, well, we're, we're trying to defend the... Oh, that's true. Hey, yeah, whenever they show, like, Obama and they're like, this is how he looked in the beginning of his presidency and then they show him with gray hair, it's like, yo, Joe Biden started looking he, rough. Where does that go? Yeah. Seamus, yeah. you're right. I mean, this is the leader of the free world yeah. that we have have is our president of the United States and the media covers for him you know I mean we have gas at five bucks I mean I've said it how many times and he's taken beat walks on the beach but he's got to have his handlers if it's not the bunny rabbit during Easter it's the grandchildren and the other saying come on honey we got to go we got to pull you over here you well, can, let, me, let me let me real quick I just want to give a shout out to the onion for this article Oh, stress <laughs> yeah. of presidency already ages Biden <laughs> 10 years oh my <laughs> oh my <laughs> There you got to give him credit where credit is there, due. I guess so. There and, is. You know, he, he should really be ashamed of this inflation and gas being five bucks a gallon. I think it was like two cents a gallon when he was a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, they were still dinosaurs when he was a kid, to be fair. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were still walking yet. around. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had been crushing the crude oil. But no, it, it's shameful. It's dinosaurs shameful. aren't in oil, Seamus. I know it's the plant life. That was, uh, but people say dinosaurs. We don't, we don't the support the fake news on this show. I know you're <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, Ministry of Truth. You're gonna sing me a musical Find about it. Uh, joke. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. very. My joke was that I didn't mean to spread misinformation about oil. I'm saying that Joe Biden is old. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's there old, everybody. Ba-dum-boom-tsh-zing. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim is getting on me for being um, factually inaccurate when I'm morally correct. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was reading Snopes earlier, and I was just thinking, like, I shouldn't let Seamus get away with these jokes. That's this right. misinformation. This misinformation, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's troubling. And I think, you know, there's something to be said for the fact that no, Joe Biden is not the sole culprit here, but he was part of the establishment that led to all of these problems. It's not like he's it's, just some fall guy who had nothing to do with this. That that card he's holding up, yeah. we are literally in Weekend at Biden's. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's that's exactly no, what's that's going what it is. on. They're, oh, they're, they're so holding cool. up his... Fl- <laughs> someone was just like... Wouldn't it be funny if someone was just always standing next to him, just like un- un- unreasonably close? And you're like, what's they're, going can't on? can't see their arm. They can't see their arm. <laughs> what, was, what was his one word that described America? Do you remember this? <laughs> like, there's one word that describes it. It's the button. Guys, maybe that's why he's getting so close to the kids, is the kids are whispering him his lines he forgot. Oh, I see what it is. So okay, there you go. I sense. figured it out. Yeah, You're welcome, you Joe Biden. I like that. Let's see the, the press secretary tell us that. Oh, oh here we go. It's nothing that they can, yeah. Assume Here we go, here we go. Hold on, hold on. Guys, this is important. This is very important. America's oh wait, I gotta fix the oh, audio. Sorry. Yeah, I, I always have the audio for the wrong thing. Because you guys need to know. Oh, you guys need to hear. Here this we go. Quote. You ready? That a nation ha- that can be defined in a single word. I was gonna put him. Uh, put, <laughs> <laughs> what is? That's a and then he ends up saying. And then he ends up saying at the foothills of the Himalayas. That can be yeah. defined in a single word. I was gonna put him. Uh, <laughs> 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 what? Oh, this poor old guy, man. Uh, Here's the thing. He wasn't I so would corrupt, feel bad feel for him. Yeah, I would feel right. bad for him if like, all right, first of all, if he wasn't a horrible person doing horrible things who should have stepped down. And also, if you saw like, if I he want- were being gaslit about this, right. he's got the, he has a speech impediment. Excuse me. That's what a lisp does. No, wrong, incorrect. His brain is not <laughs> functioning. Also, he's a plagiarist. Some British politician probably had this gaffe first. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. If it why, why are they even talking about a second term, though? Yeah. Yeah. He's actually, I don't think he's denied it. No, he he's, he's, he's claiming he's going to run. Claiming, yeah. yeah. So th- think about that now. That, the current condition he's in in another three years. That is insane. That is insane. Yes. Are they just hoping that this country is so tribalized that people will vote for him? Well, that's what happened the first time. That's well, I, the out. first time people hated Trump, maybe they're hoping they can do a repeat, but I really doubt it. I think the five bucks per gallon thing really irked some people. Yeah. Like, well, I, I like the joke I was making earlier. I really doubt you're going to go to a gas station and someone's going to be like <laughs> screaming and it turns out they're screaming over January 6th. January 6th, yeah. No, it's, it's a pseudophobic. <laughs> no, there's, there was actually breaking news. Uh, Biden plagiarized his gaffe from a British politician. The one thing we can say about England is pressure. Do you remember that? Remember, remember that one, uh, Troy? No, I can't say I have, but I, I, I do know this is that. They actually feel that, uh, that that he has a chance when he comes back. I really believe that, uh, that if he would seek another term. And if you look at what happened with the election in 2020 and the way that thing was handled and managed and you get start giving everybody ballots and you could see. I mean, he, right. I, I, I wasn't afraid. I, I, I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Oh, boy. I I'll lead an was. effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. <laughs> No, no, the best part is they're clapping, like when he says it. Yes, like, we need Turner to shop under pressure. Well, he said yeah. ba- Batacaf care. Yeah, that was good. He's loud there. He's trying to demonstrate strength by yeah. being very vocal and like he's a hard charger. They probably think, think Nell Resent. Putin saw that. He's like, I can have Ukraine. Next <laughs> Nell Resent, Batacaf care, 
They probably think it's new progressive terms and they don't want to get in trouble <laughs> if they don't clap. It's like Latina X. They're like, no, okay, that's a new one. It doesn't end in an Jake X, though. Paul so said he created a new incomprehensible language. Old man is just up there muttering to himself and people are clapping for it. Yeah. He's that, that's in- why I'm like I don't know I, I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, pessimistic on this one. He's the an American, innovator of language, baby. That's the American people are going to vote for that. Uh, that's scary. Well, it, it, the polls have showed what is he thirty two, thirty three percent, and yeah, so the real question is the way thirty. I got to talk to those. I people. know, I know. That's what I'm I don't know who about the thirty two percent. Who yeah. are they? Where are they? And what are they thinking? I, yeah, I, I cannot imagine 30% of the country right. going, you know, yeah, this guy's doing a great job. They don't the, drive cars. They're the ones who are all working at the mainstream media. Yeah. We should, yeah. we should do a bit where, you know, Jamie's just like, I actually, I actually think Trinidad and Shabbat Pressure is a good thing. Yeah. Like, what is that? And be like, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And it's, yeah. uh, it's diversive and, and Batacaf care. We love Batacaf yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always supported Batacaf care. You know, I mean, when Noam Chomsky talked about out of business care, I supported it then. I'll support it now. But I wonder if just like how do they answer this? Do they act like it doesn't exist? Yeah, well, no. They they say he has a speech impediment. He has a lisp. That's what they constantly claim. When Remember people make when fun of him for the way he talks, they go, "Syria." When <sighs> yes, yeah. Also, that's scary. Again, commander in chief of the military probably shouldn't be mislabeling countries like that. Little bit frightening. Little He's gonna bit gonna be concerning. like, "We I mean, got we got a Trump. bomb." He's going to be talking to the joint chief, but we got we got a bomb Libya, and they're like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, and then they're like, "Okay," and then later they're like. Why are why is the U.S. engaged in a military conflict in Libya and Biden's going to be like, oh no, I meant Syria. <laughs> the media the media corrects for him. They they translate yeah. for him. It's they're the like they're like thing. they're like we dropped the bomb on Libya. He's like, go pick it up, man. Put it drop it in Syria instead. Biden, why'd you sniff that kid? I have a lisp. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. He has a lisp. You heartless person. Yeah, they will like scold you for. It is hilarious that people have been scolded for criticizing him. Uh, I can't remember who this was. It was on one of these news networks, you know, MSNBS or CNN or whatever, and they're going MSNBS. how. How how do you think children with lisps are going to feel when they see the way you're making fun of the president or the the potential president for the way he speaks? It's like what? That's not no. A lisp does not make you say poor kids are just as bright and talented as white kids. That's right. not how a lisp works. Well, well, uh, now according to the DSM six, <laughs> let's go to super chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share yes. the show with your friends? As a member, you'll get access to, uh, as a member at TimCast.com, you'll get exclusive access, you'll get access to exclusive segments from the TimCast style podcast. I'm pulling a Joe Biden. Go to TimCast.com, be a member. We're going to have that special episode up for you at 11 p.m. as we always do. And, uh, your membership helps us support, uh, helps support the expansion. We got documentaries coming, all that good stuff. All right, let's read some super chats. Matthew Reckamp says, new report on Uvalde. I swear the more I hear about what those officers did, or, the, or more specifically, didn't do, the more I'm convinced they should be charged not as, not as accessories, but as accomplices. <sighs> I was saying this before. I was saying either on accident or on purpose, they helped this guy. It's great because they were stopping people. Daryl Lyons says, first and obligatory, an obligatory civil war. <laughs> well, all right. That is not the first. Micro Sapple says, you never told us about the anti-Ben Shapiro doorknob. Oh, yeah. So when we got, uh, <laughs> we had to evacuate because we had a credible threat. And so we turned on the wide shot and people noticed the doorknob is at the top of the door. Mm-hmm. And it's actually for a really simple reason. <laughs> so that it's not in the camera frame yep. on the show. Uh, but people were calling it the anti-Ben Shapiro doorknob. Cause it's very tall. That's not right. That's but I, wa- right. but, but, uh, That's not right. But these are people who are like fans of Ben Shapiro. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but I'll- Smart guy. Smart guy. But I will say this. When, uh, uh I, I, I'll tell you this. When, 
you see all these memes where they're saying like Ben is five four five five. I actually believed it. And then yeah, I met him and he's like just a little bit shorter than I am. And I'm five ten. And so he's like five eight or something. Well yeah. Jamie, yeah. you look up to him. He's taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> I was furious when I found out that. I can still beat him up, but I'm still not happy. He doesn't have ears like you. Uh, he doesn't have ears no, like me. Sir, he Thank doesn't. you, sir. Yes, he sir. Back. We were, uh, I was talking with Jamie and then you said something about him being short. I'm like, actually, he's kind of, he's like average size. He's yeah. like, he's like five, eight and a half or something. And you were like, he's taller than me. I was like, I guess I am below <laughs> average size. Cool. Dude, I gotta say, your fans, I've been interact, I've been interacting more on Twitter than I usually do or my mental health says I should. Your fans are, even when they're like poking fun at me, legitimately the funniest fans I've ever they're dealt with. They are his hysterical good engagement good engagement all right let's see what do we got i'm not your buddy guy says you've mentioned the shadow campaign numerous times when analyzing did you ask yourself if signature verification is removed what would this cause also why trust Barr when he's the same man who said epstein offed himself and oversaw doj when epstein abused children hold on what does all of that mean buddy it's a it's a bit esoteric. Uh, it, it's it, this, this is one of the biggest challenge with all of these big stories, especially with Epstein, is the average person doesn't know about it. So I would say the Shadow Campaign was a Time Magazine article where they claimed that a bunch of powerful interests got together to defeat Donald Trump in yep. 2020. Uh, if they remove signature verification, it would mean that there would be a higher uh, rate of acceptance among mail-in votes. And why trust Barr? I don't. Not a big fan. But what more, what, what, what more can I say? I think we want to focus on encouraging people to vote, especially now in the midterms, demoralization and telling people, uh, you know, that there's, there's widespread fraud stuff. It's just going to make it, it's going to convince people not to be involved. Mm. Tell people to just go out and vote because no matter what, voting helps your side. It helps your effort. It's just, you got to do it. You got to do it. Um, my view of that, just without, you know, beating a dead horse. The shadow campaign talked about the legal efforts they took. You may not like what they did. I certainly don't. But it was clever lawfare over a year. It wasn't weird stories about the CIA in Germany and like watermarked ballots or Chinese ballots or anything like that. I think it was just they pulled out all the stops and said, what legal hurdles do we need to overcome to make sure we get as many ballots in for our guy? And they did it and it worked for them. I genuinely believe people voted for, for Joe Biden because people did not like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. All right, but let's just, you know, read some more super chats. Matthew Thomas says, I'm getting real tired of the Republicans holding the moral high ground. If they don't return in kind when they get power, I'll only vote libertarian from here out. Dems cont- contested every election lost. Isn't that true? Like every single Republican election do, yeah. over the past, they, like, Trump's not 60 well, they've years. They've objected to three back to Bush. They objected yeah. to three. Yeah, They certainly did. Which well, is a threat to our democracy, by the way. Yeah, goes without so. saying. That's right. Yeah. Well, their democracy is 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 not. So that's 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 why they say this. Mm-hmm. Because when they do, it's not a threat to their democracy. It empowers it. It's our constitutional sure. republic. Mm-hmm. This is a threat to our constitutional republic. Yes. Heather V says, "Hey Tim, hired him back. How did the interview with Vice go? LOL. Enjoying <laughs> you on Cast Pepper. <laughs> Look, if you watch the vlog, um." While I've said I've been having a good time here on the podcast, um, would I like to be hired back at some of these left-leaning places that aren't taking my calls? Uh, you know, 
watch the vlog and find out. Did I briefly think that Vice wanted an interview? Um, if you want to watch the first episode of the vlog, I believe it is called Woke Journalist Tries to Cancel Transphobic Skater to Work at Vice. And did I think it worked? Maybe. Did I curse off the staff and leave the house saying I'm never coming back? And was it a setup by Vice? Perhaps. Again, I would go to youtube.com slash castcastle and catch up on the vlog. Um, I'm happy to be here tonight, but that's mainly just because I'm uh, drinking. Here's a good one. This is, this is crazy. Gatorbait says, my Facebook was shut down by Facebook and was memorialized due to someone reporting my account saying I was dead. Is that considered <laughs> a death threat? Wow. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> they just memorialize your page and you're alive? <laughs> Can you imagine getting a notification being like, sorry, you're dead? You're like, is this you, I don't think they'd give you one. I think they would just shut it down and lock you out and be like, because you're dead. Sorry you died. Wow. <laughs> you know the creepiest thing is they're talking about using your Facebook profile to create an AI yeah. chatbot of you? No. After yeah, you so like your grandpa dies, and then you can go on Facebook and talk to your grandpa, and it'll give you answers. It'll learn from what you tell it, and it will speak back based on its memories and photos and comments and all that stuff. And your grandfather will say, I think you should purchase Nabisco products because they're the great advice that I always get from Pops. Facebook it's, is good. Can, yeah. your, can your grandpa vote? Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the question. question. Oh, and then he says something like, you know, in my time here, I've realized Mark Zuckerberg's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, gee, Grandpa, I've never heard you say that before. Stop getting mad at him for building it's homes not, in Hawaii. It's not actually a chatbot behind the other side. It's Mark Zuckerberg, and he's typing. He's like, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg rules. He is great. He is a handsome boy. All right. Gage Gosnell says, Nebraska here. Would love to see a Timcast shooting range. Might even be better if you name it after a rhino in the area. X, uh, Ben's ass shooting range? What is that? Oh, an example. I see. Well, I don't know. We we wanted to do a range, but uh, it's actually pretty difficult. You'd imagine, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not just about having the land. It's about I don't want to be responsible Safety. for really dumb people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like we'll probably have the some some form of a range, but it's not going to be like any kind of substantial one or anything like that. West Virginia is awesome though because you know I was talking to the cops and I was like, "How does it work with shooting?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "You know, like on your property, you want to go shooting?" They're like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Well, are there like rules?" And they were like, "Just don't hit somebody." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, the only rule is you're required to shoot." Yeah, yeah. they were like, "You mean you're not shooting on your property?" And I'll be like, "No, I'm like come with me, sir." And yeah, I'm like, "What's happening?" No, but they're basically just like have sufficient backstop, make sure you're not. You know, you don't injure anybody because that's going to be on you. You're responsible for whatever happens, but there's nothing stopping you from shooting on your property. I'm a huge, I've been a huge advocate of uh, the staff here going on shooting field trips and also all learning jujitsu and just yes. turning into animals. Yes. There's a, there's a public range up on the mountain. Oh, I've uh, Not too far. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's actually really cool because you'll go out there and you'll hear shots and you, it's, it's like a, actually, it's a really good spot. It's a massive, like 25, 30 foot backstop. And there, there's like a straight path to it, so you don't accidentally walk in. And you can see people, and then you'll go there and you'll you'll see people. It's really really cool. You'll hang out, and we saw some 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 guy with his son. He had a mini fourteen, and we were like, oh cool. And he was giving his kid pointers. They were zeroing the sights and everything. It was fun. The one thing though is the cost of ammo got so high Fair. that it's people nuts. weren't yeah. coming out as much. Mm -hmm. You know, 
I think we should do that one day. The four of us should go out and whoa! Uh, oh, absolutely! And I'll outshoot you. Can you teach me? Oh, okay. I'll outshoot you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a <laughs> hands down. You will outshoot yeah, me. I have, I, have I, I have, I, I can't speak. This is, uh, this is the congressman's real attitude. I have, within the couple hours I've known him, seen him challenge someone to pool, almost wrestle me, and now challenge me to a shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is ready to go. Until I saw your ears now, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he backed down with the wrestling. Yeah. All right, all right. We got Chris Pavoto says. My seven year, my seven year old son has Down syndrome. Why are red states slow to fund special therapies and services with Medicaid for family members needing assistance well. while blue states fund more? Texas needs more family support. I did research this because moving to Texas, please help. Mm. Well, uh, and I feel horrible about that. And, and I think we certainly should help uh, America's families that have children with special needs. Uh, so, uh, the only thing I could say is, is, uh, please reach out to my office. I don't know where you live. I don't know what district you're in, but, uh, you can please uh, reach out to my office and, and we'll do what we can to address that issue. I don't have an answer for you right now, but uh, I think it's, it's good that we could engage. We should engage. All right. IDG says Shelley Moore Crepito and other senators can be recalled by state legislatures the way the founders intended. If we repeal the 17th Amendment, mm. keep that on billboards and you will shake up the uniparty. Yeah, so... Um, you know the Seventeenth Amendment, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we used to have it. It used to be that the state legislature would 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 vote. On, they would appoint the senators who would go up to the to the federal government, and then for a variety of reasons, namely what they said was fear of corruption, because legislature legislators would then be like, "I'll do a favor for you. I can do what I want." Mm-hmm. They switched it to the popular vote. I think that was a mistake. I think it's only made things worse. I think the that if we were if our senator was based on the state legisla- legislatures. People would be more paying attention to their state races, to their local elections, which is substantially more important for where you live than federal elections. All right, let's read some more. What do we have here? S.R. Dempsey says, can Republicans get an inventory of all who are inside of Congress on 1-6 and their affiliation? It seems more than just Trump supporters were inside that building. That's true. At least one guy and a woman were leftists. They claimed they were just there documenting. They didn't get charged or anything like that. But I wonder who else. Yeah. I think you're going to find that that uh, that there were other groups there. They weren't all Trump supporters there. You're going to find Antifa. I mean, you could sit here, and I know you guys know the name Ray Epps and, and the scaffold yeah. commander. But Ray Epps, he still hasn't been arrested. So there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. But you're not getting it from this J6 committee. Mm. Um, you're going to get it from us, though. You're going to get it from the five of us that are on this shadow committee. And, and I talk about it in my book. Right on. All right. Peas and Butter says, how do we know you will use your red wave win wisely? What is your five to 10 year plan? What is your 2023 agenda? Well, this is what I do know is that there's 435 of us. And every two years we get out there and we stomp in our districts and we're going to tell that people, the conservatives like myself, that we're going to reduce taxes. We need less government. We need to get the less regulation, get the government out of our business. And then many of us get elected and then many of us get up here and we either do nothing or do just the opposite. And I'm not one of those guys. That's why I'm, I'm proud to be part of that Freedom Caucus because I stay true to myself. I stay true to my voters. And believe it or not, what that does for me is I, I can sleep with a clear conscience and I sleep like a baby as a result. Yeah, we like the Freedom Caucus guys. We do, yeah. You know, uh, I, I like when uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Thomas Massey were talking about how they, they, they have somebody on rotation to make sure that whenever there's a vote, they call all the Congress people to come and actually vote on it. So uh, a lot of people didn't know this until we had Marjorie Taylor Greene on, that a lot of the votes on bills are like 
just proxy. It's like there's a handful of Democrats and Republicans, and they're just like, Neh. and then no one actually comes in and votes on these bills in Congress. Mm-hmm. So when uh, when she mentioned that she calls for a floor vote to make everyone come down, mm-hmm. people were cheering. Well, like, make them do their jobs. Yeah, they call that the roll call vote. There's been a lot of yeah. proxy voting because of COVID. Uh, I think uh, when uh, we take over the House, I think uh, Lena McCarthy will will do away with the proxy voting. Cool. All right, where we got? Tasty Waffle says, Tim, can you clarify what the 2A SCOTUS ruling will mean for people, especially in California? Do we now get constitutional carry nationwide? Haven't sat down to read it yet. No. Brett Kavanaugh said states that require permits for handguns can still do so. This ruling will not affect them. Sorry. Thanks, Kavanaugh. Clarence Thomas said requiring someone to state a reason as, as to why they should defend them, need to defend themselves is a violation of the Second Amendment and the 14th. So this should impact California that they have to, requ- they, they are required if they're going to have a concealed carry permit that I, I believe they basically have to know. If you can uh, check all the boxes off on their criteria, they have to give you the permit. So that's, that's fascinating. And it, and it, and your right extends outside the home. So this is big as well. So you can walk around with that concealed carry so long as you get your permit. Or you can move to Texas or West Virginia and you don't need one. Hey, Congressman, can I actually ask you a gun question too when it comes to lefty talking points that I'm sure there is a counter to that I've never heard in my life? When it comes to background checks or issues like this that happen with the Supreme Court, are those also far more or far less effective than people on the left think where we think maybe it'll solve everything if there is a longer waiting period if there are stricter background checks red flag laws and things like that does that actually help or is it just well i don't know jamie i think that 72 hours is reasonable i do know that the people that have gone to purchase a firearm that had a background check have been denied for one reason or another so no i think the background checks are are effective yeah i mean i know firsthand because i've talked to people uh, that have been rejected for one reason or another and yeah. maybe it was a a criminal offense maybe even 20 25 years ago and then they have to work through that process so i believe the background checks are a good thing and, cool. and i think the american people support them thanks all right captain tanker joe says i think the diesel shortage is going to be worse than expected i've seen fuel jump 10 to 15 cents overnight I've seen videos of people saying they've been they've been stopped for days waiting for fuel already. The shortage is starting already, I'm afraid. I did see some tweets from people saying that some gas stations have run out of gas. It could just be because sometimes gas stations run out of gas. However, we are hearing a lot in the news that uh, there's going to be a diesel shortage. And that's going to result in food prices going through the roof because farmers need diesel to actually tend to the crops to harvest. So it's going to have a massive ripple effect Uh a lot of people tell me never to say this, but I just bought more emergency food. Just, you know, full disclosure, I did. Yeah. Got these buckets, they last 25 years. Because my worst case scenario is, uh, well, the worst case scenario is I guess the apocalypse happens and you need to eat them. The best case scenario is you got food, you just eat it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. Yeah. All right. Wandering Mage says, during the House Judiciary meeting on the omnibus, gun control rep Nadler went ballistic at the idea of raising the draft age. He yelled about national security, but it felt like he sees us as his toy soldiers and the draft. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jerry. Um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear what he had to say. I have no comment because I don't, I, I'd have to get more information on that. But Jerry Nadler is, is an interesting fella. He is the chairman of the judiciary. Um, 
I, I've tried to work with him to get some legislation to his committee because, folks, if you you don't understand, if you want to get anything on the House, if you want to get some a vote on the House floor, you got to go through the the uh, the committee of jurisdiction. I've tried to do some things in crime, uh, law enforcement related matters, criminal justice reform, and Jerry Lander just doesn't want to hear any of it. So uh, I don't have a whole lot of love for him because I just I think he's out of tune and out of touch. Oh yeah, remember when he said Antifa was just an idea yes. or whatever. Yeah. All right. Rory F. says, Rep. Nails, are you reelecting McCarthy as majority leader? Why or why not? I see a lot of lobbyist money that's also going to the DCCC and major Dem bills. You know, that's a great question. And uh, we were talking about that the other day. And I, I just, I'm a realist. And, and, and I'm telling you right now that Leader McCarthy has raised an enormous amount of money. It's record amount of money uh, to help get uh, uh, the majority. Um, and, and there is no other answer. Leader McCarthy, I'm telling you right now, uh, Kevin McCarthy is going to be the Speaker of the House. Um, and, and that's it. So now we just have to uh, do everything we can to try to hold him accountable. We must hold him accountable. But he doesn't if, want to impeach If Biden. the American people, I don't know if he does want to or not, but if, if the American people, and you are going to give us the gavel back, we have to take care of it because Republicans are sick and tired of this. When we had both chambers of Congress, when we had Paul Ryan, we had both chambers, we had Donald Trump. What did we do for our southern border? We didn't do a damn thing. Donald Trump had to do it on his own through executive order. So I just think that, uh, that the Republican Party better be very, very careful that if we don't take care of that gavel and do right for the American people and start putting the American people first, we're going to end up giving it right back and we're going to lose the confidence of the American people. I think I think McCarthy said he didn't want to impeach Biden. I think that was his stance. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. I'm I'm not confident that if he becomes Speaker of the House, we're going to see a lot of change. I think it'll be it'll be once again Republican slow rolling. Democrats go on the speed limit. I'd like to see uh, know, Thomas Massey. The Speaker of the House. Yeah. That'd be a whole lot of fun. Great. But uh, at the same time, there's a, there's the challenge of do you take what you can get or what do you do? I think there's a lot of people hearing hearing that it would be McCarthy would probably vote Libertarian instead because there's just the confidence in, in the Republican leadership is just – the Freedom Caucus is great. But, but we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see. All right, let's see. Alex Bradley says criminals can 3D print pistols with an internet connection and 300 bucks. Why is this even a discussion? Just educate. Yep. You can 3D print guns. Crazy. Plastic and a, and a, and what, like a nail or whatever? I feel like every time I'm on the show, I learn something that I didn't know that's going to give me nightmares. <laughs> I haven't seen one. Have you guys seen one? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. I, I haven't. I have to be honest. Uh, Control Pew. They're yeah. uh, 3D, 3D printed gun advocates and they post videos of all the, t- all the time. You look at these videos of 3D printed guns and you're like, wow, whoa, hmm. no joke. They're well designed. It's crazy. Some of them require more metal parts than others. The, uh, the first, I believe, was the Liberator and it was like a sing, it was, it was basically a single shot nine millimeter or something, but they've advanced the technology of 3D printed, gr- printed guns where they've got like, um, people have been telling me like almost entirely, uh, you know, plastic based 3D printed. You got like 3D printers have come a long way. Plus, there's also CNC machines, so it's really easy to make guns at home. Not to mention, there are those videos the guys have on YouTube where they take, like, two pipes. I'm not going to say much beyond that, but, like, literally two pipes and there's a shotgun. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. Man, we grew up digging for the anarchist cookbook. That was our big thing. We didn't have 3D printers or guns. The anarchist Kids yeah. these days. <laughs> Yoder says, Tim, Ian and you guys need to look up the Battle of Athens, Tennessee, 1946. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we're familiar. Justification that we need to, uh, 2A to defend ourselves against tyrannical government. It would really be cool if you guys did a documentary on this. That would be cool. I don't think, I don't know if it would be a full doc. It'd be a, a short doc, mini doc maybe. 
But uh, the Battle of Athens, you guys know about it? No. Veterans no. came back from World yeah. War Two, and the town was corrupt and taken over, so they basically reclaim the town. Really? Whoa. Yeah. That should be a movie. That's, I was going to say, you can't make a documentary on that. Who would write the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Who would play the leading role? Jamie. I mean, obviously the very tall and handsome Jamie Hilstein. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Colette says, why does no one ever point out that the two teens who got gunned down in the Chaz were running for safety from just having been, uh, just having carjacked the Jeep they were driving? Running whatever, for, from just having carjacked? They, they stole the Jeep and then they got shot and killed. I don't know, man. You know, if if Washington and Oregon were like, we want to secede from the union, I'd be like, hey, don't let me stop you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you guys do your thing. California, man, I don't know. They got a lot of food, but yikes. What's going on in those states? The prophet says Obama loves hot dogs. It's because he's from Chicago. People don't understand this. In those emails that got leaked, Obama was like, I'm going to order $30,000 of the hot dogs and pizza. Fly them in for a party. And then people were like, that must be code for something because it makes no sense. And I'm like, dude, he's talking about Portillo's and Giordano's or or Maxwell Street and Lou Malnati's. But we – it's funny. I always say this. I'm always like, yeah, we just ordered – I think we ordered $1,000 in pizza and hot dogs from, from Chicago to come here for a party because it's you order Giordano's online, famous Chicago deep dish, and Portillo's hot dogs. They're amazing. It's celery, salt, pickles, pork peppers. Maybe he's doing it for Mega Month with us. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was back like they had a party at the White House. No, I know. And everyone thought it was a grand conspiracy. And I'm like, dude, if a guy from Chicago is having a party for all of his friends and he spends 30 grand to fly out this expensive food, he's rich. He's flying out famous Chicago Rich food. dude who likes Chicago hot dogs. That's cool. Mm. Oh, bro. Uh, you, you don't understand. Chicago has- No, like, I know. I know. Some there, there was a there was a couple restaurants that were like some of the most notable restaurants in the country for selling hot dogs. It was crazy. They had like ostrich and eel hot dogs, and they had like foie gras hot dogs. So it's crazy. Chicago's got food. Yeah, man. And then you got the famous Maxwell Street. You know Maxwell Street. You get the Polish sausage with the mustard and the onions on it. Mm. And then you've got Lou Malnati's. You got Giordano's. You got Uno's. Oh man, pizza, uh, pizza. No, I'm hungry now. Mm. Yep, yep. We've got a whole bunch of Giordano's downstairs throwing in. What? It's really good. They don't send yeah. it with the sauce packets though anymore. Oh, that's the economy. And it, and it, and it looks <laughs> like they're putting a layer of crust on top of the cheese. Yeah, yeah. What? It's not. It's not as. It's not as good. I, they've had, they've had to make weird. them cheaper or something. I think that's what that's it was. happening. Yeah. Yeah. So we were ordering for a while, and deep dish pizza. It's like a big layer of cheese with sauce on top, and you get a sauce pack to make it saucier. So now there's no sauce pack, and it looks like there's a layer of dough on top. What? Mm-hmm. We yep. gotta just like get our own sauce or something. I don't know, man. We can you can sauce. you guys fix that if you win? You can't fix Chicago. That was slick. No way. That was slick. Low blow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, having lived, growing up there, I'm not sure that you can. It's like 80 years of Democrat leadership, and people just don't learn. That's what you get? They're like, I voted for the Democrat last time, and everything's worse. Yeah. I'm gonna Do vote it. for a Democrat again. Yeah. <laughs> I love Chicago. Yeah. All right, let's just grab a couple more of these super chats. All right, what do we got? Daniel Brent says, the police have no responsibility to protect us. They will sit back while children are murdered, Uvalde and Parkland. Compromised right. institutions filled with cowards just like the GOP. Ooh, Ooh wow. Strong yeah. words. I, yeah, listen, I, you know, that I don't think that's very fair. I, I, most of us uh, that have served in this business for 30 years, yes, we're questioning the judgment of those officers, and, and uh, they're going to have a lot to live with. There's no question about it. I, I don't know what they were thinking. I know they were trying to listen to the chief of police or something, but it would have been hell or high water. I, I would have gone in there 
no matter what. And you're taught in alert training. Everyone's taught in alert training that when you get to an active shooter scene, you go in even if you're by yourself. I don't care if you have a vest or a, a shield or a, a shotgun or whatever. You go in, and they chose not to. Wow. And they're going to have to live with that. And and uh, I I think it's it's horrible. I didn't uh, I didn't agree with their their actions and. But I, I don't think it's fair to, to paint this all uh, in that type of a light. The story all that right. came out. Oh, sorry. No, well, no, I was, no. the story that came out today. I think it came out today about the husband or boyfriend who was armed and was stopped by the police yeah. who yep. wanted to go in and save his wife oh, or yeah, girlfriend yeah. who was killed was just gutting. Well, that grab, guy was going to be a hero. He was going to go be a, a hero and save his wife. One last one. and It's a good one. Gnarly Marley says, if you claim to be for gun rights, why you're not actively trying to abolish the NFA? Well, I'll phrase that in a question for uh, you, Congressman. Would you be in? Are you in favor of abolishing the NFA, the National Firearms Act? No, you're not. I I, I would have to uh, uh, do more research research on it. All I do know is I support the Second Amendment. Uh, this legislation coming across uh, from the Senate, uh, tom- it may be tomorrow. It may not be tomorrow, uh, but I won't support it. I I don't believe. Uh, that, you know, if we want to do everything we can to try to help prevent shootings and, and protect our children as we should, my wife's a principal of an elementary school, we need to harden our schools, we need to put law enforcement officers in our school, trained law enforcement officers in our school as well. So I think that's a step in the right direction. But I think it's sad that the left, every time you have a tragedy like this take place, they try to exploit those deaths and they then they try to trample on people like me and my rights uh, as an American citizen. So, the, the, the NFA basically uh, yeah. makes it prohibitively expensive for people to get at short, uh, short-barreled rifles, suppressors, and select-fire rifles. Well, I, I, I listen. I, I support the idea of having suppressors in because uh, I have such hearing loss now, and so I, I think that uh, listen. I'm, I support the Second Amendment, and uh, and and I will continue to do so. Um, and I, and I don't believe that our government uh, should should be toying with this and playing with this. I tried buying suppressors, and I haven't been able to get them because it's it, it's 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 literally impossible because of the NFA. So the requirements to actually get uh, an NFA item for me would require me to stop working. And so I get it. Like, it's my choice to run a company. Mm-hmm. But because of the rule set forth and the amount of time it takes, I'm not, I'm not able to get them. I think I should be able to go into a, a gun store and say, I'll take one suppressor, please. And they hand mm-hmm. it to me and they put it in a box and that's it. It's an accessory. Mm-hmm. But because of the NFA, I'm never going to be able to get one. Yeah. I, I, I've been doing this 30 years and, and I've been to many, many crime scenes. I've never been to a scene in 30 years where anybody has used a gun to go out and kill somebody that's had a suppressor on it. Really? Because they don't, they Not don't, one. suppressors that, don't actually make it sound like pew pew like in the movies. Right. I understand. That's what they say. Yeah, so, it's all movie stuff. No, it's true. Like but, they base their gun policy on what they see in movies. It's there's not 007s running around our country with suppressors shooting people. That sounds like 007 talk to me. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> that's actually I'll, funny I'll, when you put it that way. It's like that is not who we're trying to stop right now. I'll keep arguing for repealing the NFA and the Hughes Amendment and restoring all those gun rights. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. We are going to have more coming up for you at TimCast.com. It will go up at about 11 p.m. It's our members only show. 
uncensored, not family friendly. We got a lot more to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so you can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Congressman, would you like to sh- shout anything out? Yes, uh, if I could. I've enjoyed this. This has been great. Uh, thank you for all the listeners. And, and I'd like to, uh, uh plug my book, uh, Nails, N-E-H-L-S, uh, with an S, NailsForCongress.com and pressing the pre-order, uh, my book located in the main menu. It talks about January 6th, my activities there, talks about the summer riots, talks about 2020 election and everything else. And I think you would really, really enjoy it. It's an easy read with pictures. Oh, good. Right on. <laughs> I need those because I'm a cartoonist. And speaking <laughs> of which, yeah. I make cartoons at a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We just released one today. I think you guys will really like it. It's about the, the woke Christian Inquisition. We also just launched a website to help us get independent from platforms like Patreon and other big tech platforms. So freedomtunes.com, become a member, five bucks a month, get an extra cartoon every week, and help support us get independent from big tech. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Kilstein on Instagram at the Jamie Kilstein. Legitimately, the conversations I've been having with all of you have been the most fun I've had in a very long time being in the public space. So I appreciate it whether you agree or disagree with me. You can check out a, uh, the podcast at jamiekilsteinpodcast.com. It's called a F ups guide to the universe where we talk about mental health a lot, tribalism, uh, just being a good person and also admitting to your Laws, giving advice, all that kind of stuff. And then this Saturday at the Beacon Theater, you can see me and Tim, Tulsi Gabbard, Ian, uh, Zuby, James O'Keefe, all sorts of people from the left and the right um, debate, do stand-up comedy. It's a really important event. And if we can pack this out, we can have more events. And I don't work for that company for Minds, but they can have more events that promote free speech, that promote uncensored comedy. Ryan Long's also going to be doing stand-up, who's hysterical. So that's uh, Saturday at the Beacon Theater. You can get tickets or apply for free tickets. Tickets at festival.minds.com. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's also going to be Tyler Fisher and Chrissy Marr doing comedy between the panels, I believe. It's going to be so awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Never been to New York City. I'm about to change that, and I'm hoping... Whoa, it's your first time? Yeah. (gasps) That's amazing. No, I'm really excited. It's going to be a really fun time. I'm hoping it lives up to my expectations. I'm sure it won't in this economy. Anyway, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at Sarah Patchlitz, as well as SarahPatchlitz.me. There's also going to be a VIP meet and greet. So uh, I guess if you go to the festival.minds.com, that's a, that's the URL. Right? Uh, festival.minds.com, yeah. They're, they're, they mentioned, I think, there's a, there's, a, there's a meet and greet happening for VIP tickets. So if you want to get those. But for people who uh, who can't afford it, there's a f- option to get free tickets. Actually, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. just mentioned in the Super Chat saying it worked. The free tickets actually oh, awesome. worked. Let's so go. the idea is it's very expensive to put on an event at the Beacon Theater. You gotta understand that. I mean, one of the most uh, historical theaters of all time. Yeah, it's massive. It's like 3,000 seats. And so, that's why the tickets cost what they do, but because of COVID, you know, we're really trying to get as many people to come out as possible. So, one of the reasons that it is so expensive is because they have great security. So, I'm really not concerned. So, whatever happens on Friday happens on Friday, and then I'm sure we'll be fine at the event. So, come on down. Alright, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.